0: Number one, the bank want a drug yes. screen for everyone on the crew before they forward the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having.
1: Wow, I'm really surprised that <laughs> Boof has not interrupted nice, the silence calm, calm, yet. Oh my God. I just want to take a second to really... Uh, <sighs> we got our NPR voices on. <laughs> I just want to really uh, cherish this moment of silence <laughs> that... Uh, are few and far between in the pod,
0: yeah. Uh, I just have an empty mind today, I don't know what to do ever. Empty and ready to be filled with Nolan. Oh, yeah, I am empty and ready to be filled to
1: the brim. Should like, we jump right into it? Yeah, let's it's just jump just right like into an it. Average, Ty K, why don't you take the lead here? You know, no, let's talk about like
0: current news events first. What's going on on the planet? Are we, yeah, let's hit it. What's everyone think of Joe Biden's job? What's how's he done so far? Oh,
2: good lord. Uh, so the Christopher Nolan pod, um, we got an outline. We're going to fucking, <laughs> was that the secret
0: sauce? Was I not supposed to tell him how it's made? No, that's um, okay. I, I will tell you right now, outline or not, it is not going to follow it. It's not how my brain works. Yeah. I was worried.
1: Boof has yet to be on a podcast with me. I've only had an outline on one pod so far and that was a taxi oh, yeah, driver. True. And, uh, we were, uh, just this talking for the... way too long. Yeah. We had too
2: much content for that one. This is the immovable object meets the unstoppable force right here. Yeah, truly. <laughs> See,
0: I feel like I'm just going to say the same thing for every movie that we talk about today, though. That you love it? That I love it. <laughs> yeah. We're
2: discussing Christopher well, the- Nolan.
1: Yes. Uh, the tr- one, the only. The one, the only, for sure. Um, so here, I'm going to read it, this little paragraph that I wrote. Uh, I actually didn't write it. I copied and pasted it from Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> say you wrote it. Nope. N- can't, not going to do that. Plagiarism. Yeah, I can't do that. But Not this is plagiarism a if you cite your so source. Christopher Nolan. Um really one of the trademark directors of the air er- this era. Um and yeah. really, in my opinion, probably kind of the leader of the kind of millennial generation. And yeah. kind of that borderline millennial Gen Z generation of Thank you. <laughs> um, Books have off mic. So I'm just going to read this quick as a short introduction. Um, regarded as an auteur and postmodernist, Nolan's visual style often emphasizes urban settings, men in suits, yes. muted colors, dialogue scenes framed in wide close up and a shallow depth of field, inserts, and modern locations in architecture. Mm. Aesthetically, the director favors deep, Evocative shadows, documentary style lighting. What a good word. That is a great rolls word. Rolls off the tongue. Handheld camera work, natural settings, and real filming locations. Over studio. Really? Work. Yeah. Which is, you know, super true. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess the fucking cornfield, eh? Yeah, eh? a lot of cornfields. What about eh? our north uh, to us, eh? His color palettes have been influenced by his green red green color blindness, which I actually didn't know about. He's oh, old red green colorblind that makes a lot of sense what a fucking loser uh (laughs) yeah fuck that guy uh nolan has noted that many of his films are heavily influenced by film noir and he is particularly known for exploring various ways of manipulating story story time and viewers experience of it he has continuously experimented with metafictional elements temporal shifts elliptical cutting temporal shift big temporal shift guy um, non-linear storytelling and labyrinth plots, genre hybridity, and the merging of style and form, mm, period. Period. Yeah. Um,
0: period. Period. So yeah,
1: Nolan is a very <laughs> interesting director in a lot of ways. Boof, boof versus outline is, is really coming to the be the a begun. The war has begun. <laughs> um, no, that just reminded
0: me of a meme that uh, <laughs> I think applies to my life. Because there was this chick that we would pick up in middle school oh, from no. the trailer park in my hometown. Don't want to dox myself. And This is
2: this. a horrifying
0: start uh, this no, story. I, would... I
1: think Boof is winning the war. Okay, just think
0: <laughs> of really poor white chick rode my bus in middle school. And you know where I just picture I can smell this her. character. Yeah. And she would get on the bus and go, period. period. <laughs> <laughs> that was the meme or that was her? That was both. Oh, so it activated a memory. So it activated cool. it up. like and this chick's skills. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she dropped so out of high school and a... had like three kids by the time I graduated high hey, school. Hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? True, what are you going to do? Um, you
2: know, how got... did we decide right literally 10 seconds ago, wow, did we decide we were doing the pod?
0: Are we doing outline? chronological outline? We had outline, Oh, like for yeah. For so I'm let's about just, to name these movies. If we right have now. an outline, I feel like that would be in the
1: outline. So here, let's just go. Is that go outline? <laughs> uh, no. So let's just go and name some of his work so quick. Let's see, uh, we'll, we'll do a quick overview yeah. of, chronologically of what he yeah. has made. So you know. A, yeah, just a, just a
2: disclaimer. We've only seen the Dark Knight trilogy, <laughs> but we're ranking all of his work right I've now. I've actually
0: only seen one. Nolan. Movies. Just the Batman Begins? Yeah. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street isn't a Nolan movie? Oh, <laughs> oh no! Classic, classic no. mistake. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, so um, I guess we'll start in the beginning. Um, so, mm. Christopher Nolan's first film was in 1998, and that was a low-budget student film called Following uh, mm-hmm. that is heavily influenced by film noir, as that little uh, tidbit I read suggested. And that is the only Christopher Nolan film that I have not seen as it's practically a student film. And I really don't even count it as part of his filmography, even though it very much is. Um, Yeah. But I just have no interest in seeing. But he wasn't able to really build out the ideas he had there. Yeah. It was made for no money with like his friends and very similar to Wes Anderson's bottle rockets, except for, I think that, yeah, but I I would, I would consider bottle Bottle rockets to be more sufficient. And, very much and, so and well but also
2: what you have to look at there is wes anderson's uh like charisma and quirk plays out in quirk. writing a lot more than nolan's does yeah um i've seen following it's decent uh i wasn't it's blown decent. away by it but he already like you said you can already see the seeds there of the uh what was the word we just fucking threw out? Temporal fucking shifting and all that and fucking mismatched timelines. Nothing's really flowing the way you expect it to. Actually, I've also seen, I think it's called Idlebug. Uh, uh, Doodlebug.
1: Is that what it's called? I think it's Doodlebug.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that too and I was like, Jinderbug. yeah, he's always been interested in just like playing mm-hmm. with. That's a like short, Jagerbug. correct? Yeah. 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 But like even in the short, there's a plot twist. So it's like he's <laughs> always been obsessed with it like the I got, I got
0: two things to throw in quick. Sure. Yeah. You guys remember that commercial jitterbug? Yes. Okay. What were those again? They those were like they were marketed at old big Buttons for old people. Yeah, that's the stupidest fucking product I think have bring ever. Bring this shit of. back, dude. Yeah. More that. Also, too, tidbit. We said tidbit. Is that an actual word or is that a shortening of a different word or slang?
1: It's probably racist. Honestly, I'll look at it up question, right now. Man. Um, I don't know if it's an actual word. It might be slang. Is it's it a form?
2: small piece of tasty food. A tidbit. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the
0: sickest fucking word on the planet. <laughs> yeah, it's that's also so cool. a,
2: it's it's in Oxford, a small and particularly interesting item of gossip.
1: Oh, Damn. Yeah. So it went there. God, you go.
0: Put that we, on the Mount Rushmore of words. We are scholarly
1: yeah. here. We use words. I'm There's a gentleman a, and a scholar. Um. So <laughs> one thing else I want to say <laughs> before we dive into anything else, you mentioned um Nolan's writing style, and yeah. I think, and we'll get into this more, but I think Nolan. Is one of the more talented filmmakers of this generation. As more, many people mm-hmm. do, there are many criticisms criticisms of him. But I am not a big fan of his writing. Yeah. Um. I think his writing is probably one of his more lackluster categories of his filmmaking. Not to say that he's a terrible writer. He's not. Um. And he does a lot of things well. But and mm-hmm. a lot of you can tell in a lot of his movies are are missing a thing or two that could be tightened up or yeah or there's an emotional side of nolan that is strongly lacking we'll get into all those critiques later yeah um but i view nolan as a formalist filmmaker someone who is very talented at putting things on the big screen and and making them beautiful and showing them in a way that separates him from uh the rest of his peers yeah
2: I think it was Fincher. did you ever see that uh, interview that Fincher did where he talked about the two different types of directors? No, but I would love to. And he said one of them is uh, the Steven Spielberg uh, Martin's, I want to say he's had Scorsese on that side. and he said that's like emotional filmmaking. Mm-hmm. and then there's the Kubrick the Kubrick, and, and Nolans, yeah, and he said, and there. and I think he said the way he described it was if the one side filmed a movie about a mugging in a street uh spielberg's emotional side would show you his whole life who his friends were and Mm -hmm. everything before he gets to that mugging uh christopher nolan's and then would be like an aerial of like the mugging beginning and then looking at the butterfly effect of what
1: preceded the mugging and Mm -hmm. what came after it yeah no uh for sure let me scroll down about two things on my on my outline here and yeah big fucking um oh (laughs) you have no idea buddy um it's gonna be a long battle for you (laughs) um but you can tell when watching and i feel like we should probably get through with the films but Mm -hmm. um in nolan's filmography um and i just forgot what i was gonna say um <laughs> we well, were talking about kubrick and him. yes and uh so filmmaking. you can v- visually tell a lot about his influences mm. and kubrick is a huge influence you can you can yeah uh tell that if, if you've seen any kubrick movies you can really tell another one that i think is um and I, I feel a little uh, redundant saying this because I feel like I could say that Kubrick is an influence of almost any filmmaker. Yeah. And, and, but the big one that I feel even more redundant mentioning is that I think he is very much a student of Hitchcock in, mm. in many ways. And I think Hitchcock mm. more than anyone is his biggest influence. Mm-hmm. And, but again, you can say that about any filmmaker that's ever lived pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to like be tied too tightly to that. But I think watching his movies and, and specifically... His use of inserts that he is constantly doing. He's always showing something. It'll be a close up of, for example, a close up of Leonardo DiCaprio's face in Inception, and then right to a little insert at the top. Yep. Yeah. Um, or in, in Dunkirk, um, and right in the beginning of the film, he opens it with uh, um, he catches a flyer out of the air, and, and then all of a sudden it just shows you a close up of the flyer. And, and mm. he suggests story and theme through these little inserts um, that he does through all of his movies. It's constant. Inserts are a are, uh, trademark of Hitchcock? Uh, Hitch- Hitchcock, yeah. Uh, I mean, like he's not the first person to ever do an insert, yeah. I think, but he is someone who kind of pioneered uh, the, yeah. the use of storytelling through it. Um, like, let's... It, it, and this is a big... It could be all the way back to silent films where, you know, it's nonverbal storytelling. Yeah, And that's something that Nolan is really good at is nonverbal storytelling. Yeah, and I definitely. think his, one of his weakest points of his filmmaking is his dialogue and that goes back to mm-hmm. him being you know maybe yeah not think, the best I writer
2: the, i think the either or that fincher said was i want to say mechanical versus emotional yeah and it's i like yeah nolan's writing is a well-oiled artificial machine mm-hmm. that will deliver like some of the most brilliant like twists and shit like that you've ever seen but at the same time character interactions and character stories are
1: completely secondary to yeah. the machinations of the whole that story. I like it. <laughs> I know. And, and I mentioned before as uh, Nolan being one of the greatest formalist uh, filmmakers and, and that mm-hmm. pl- plays into that same thing. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll just explain this real quick um, for people who might not know what I mean by formalist. Um, I, I, there's in a way you could break up in my mind, films and filmmakers into two categories and there's more than this, but to simplify it there, I think there's formalist filmmakers and films, and then there's realist formal Mm. um, films and filmmakers and formalist. What I mean by that is someone that is focused on the tools of the trade and someone who is using every advantage they have into making something look nice. Whereas something like, um, um, like Italian neorealism would use the opposite, and they said, "I don't want to make this look like a film. I want to make this look like it's real life." Sean Baker mm. is a great example of a realist filmmaker. Mm. Um, compared oh. to for for a contemporary <laughs> example, um, but people that use film to make it look like it is real life versus to make it look glamorous and a, um, like a a a product of of a tool, and and Nolan is very much in that latter category. Of, <laughs> yeah, definitely of, of
2: Um, well, do we want to hop back
1: to the chronological? because yes. we got the big dog coming so, up. So yeah, then his next feature film, which I kind of consider his first film, is yeah, this is where what, it is what he, I consider his first. Film. Yeah, it's what yeah. put him on the map, and it's one of my favorite films, uh which is Memento, which came out in two thousand one. Mm-hmm um and it's just a batshit movie we we'll, we're gonna get into it i don't want to get into it right now because we're about to deep dive but this is one of his best movies i think yeah this um, is
0: probably on my top list list of things i mansplain to other people when they <laughs> want me to talk
2: that's uh it's in my top three favorite movies of all time so. oh my god really well it's up it's, i don't think I, we're skipping the deep dive
0: it's for right it's now probably just, top 20 first? First? for yeah, me yeah I, just... I wouldn't go as far to say okay. top three but it's top 20.
1: Yeah, it, it is an incredible achievement in filmmaking and really yeah. pioneered um, the way that future filmmakers look at uh, storytelling and, and linear narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so, next after that is a bit of a low point. A bit of a low point, which I is also Insomnia. Seen this one. Uh, yeah. I hadn't seen it until yesterday. I watched it for the pod. Um, this is a weird. Uh, kind of like a sophomore film. Yeah, uh, it is a very much uh, uh, influenced by film noir. It's like a, yeah. it is a detective story starring El Pacino and Robin Williams yeah. as the antagonist. Robin it, Williams in a very weird, yeah. dark, and yeah. demented role by Robin. Okay, Williams. I haven't
0: seen this movie, but just the cover gives me like Mystic River vibes. It am very am much right is there? There? a
2: similar cover. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I had them both. Like I think, like the night I watched Insomnia, I was like, "Do I want to watch Mystic River or Insomnia?" Because it was like the exact same. Yeah, um, um, is Mystic River a
0: better movie? No, Ooh. it's important. I don't like Mystic River. Oh, really? I, think I Mystic River Mystic has River.
2: the most convenient plot twist of all time. But we'll
1: we'll discuss sure. that on the Mystic River app. <laughs> no, um, um, but on the Clint
2: Eastwood <laughs> yeah, directorial.
1: This app. is a Insomnia a little bit of a funny story actually. Um, yeah, because it's weird that you know, having one film based, one big film, pretty much that he'd come off of that and direct this big studio picture with two of the greatest actors to ever Mm -hmm. live. Um, And what really happened was that uh, Steven Soderbergh uh, produces it. And Steven Soderbergh is uh, the director of the Ocean's Eleven series. And does a lot of uh, crime, heist movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, great, great filmmaker. And he really cranks on movies like every fucking year. And uh, he was going to direct it, or the studio wanted him to. He produces it, and he like really fought for Nolan to direct it after seeing Memento. And it's just not a very Christopher Nolan movie. It's like well,
2: the important distinction of that one is, I think, up until today, it's still the only one that um, neither him or his brother. In the screenplay for it, yeah. So it was just a prepackaged thing that yeah the studio they, handed to him. They handed it to said, them, yeah. here, work the camera. Yeah. So that's why it's so unevocative of usual fucking Christopher Nolan. Yeah, it magic. seems
1: kind of like almost uncomplete in many ways. Yeah, compared to a lot of his other well, works. Well, yeah, and I feel like yeah, my
2: thing with that one is there's just not as much ventured, not as much gained as his other work.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not bad. It's yeah. fine. Yep. It's just not it's just an outlier. Yeah. Compared to the rest of his work. It's like one of those
2: instances where it's like, I mean, Christopher Nolan can't like be bad. He's too skilled with yeah. to a camera just period for it to be bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um his
0: next movie after that was the first Batman.
1: Yeah. And then was Batman begins. Batman begins. Yeah. Um so yeah, really This it, is
0: when he starts his fucking run. Because yeah. he, he
1: had memento which was like an indie gem pretty yeah. much and completely different than anything that the high
0: school me definitely considered an indie gem. I thought I was so <laughs> fucking sick. Um, and
1: to, to go right into the, these two studio films is kind of, kind of wild, but that's what happens when you, know, you're popular. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, when you
0: pop in, you pop in. I wasn't there, but, well, but it, it was, seems so like
2: is, yeah, he drops Mento gets attention from like the whole film festival circuit. Yeah. Knows that he wanted to go big. Our bitches want him. Yeah. Knows that uh, him and his brother are writing shit that involves giant set pieces and giant machinations. Mm -hmm. So then he says, All right, well, I'll do insomnia, yada, yada, if you start giving me bigger budgets. And I already know he said he'd do the Batman trilogy if they just gave him carte blanche for the rest of his career. Yeah,
1: and, and honestly, like, if you're like a up and coming filmmaker mm-hmm. and you make a hit, one hit, and, oh. they're, and they're like, make a movie with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. You're oh, like, yeah. yes, please, fucking anything.
2: And like the that Christopher Nolan taking on the Batman movies has become a complete blueprint in the MCU now. Yes, exactly. Like Chloe I- Zhao and all them, they all come off their first project to do an MCU movie. Yeah. it's a great way to say, look how big of bet- budgets I can handle.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's funny you say that, because I was going to... They're all industry plants. Go into, cause he <laughs> does go in, his next couple films are the Christopher Nolan Batman, yep. uh, Christian Bale Batman series. And uh, that really, like you said, the blueprint for what Marvel is now, that changed mm-hmm. the game and changed our society and probably has one of the most cultural impacts of any movie franchises ever yeah. Yeah, in the way that superhero movies are viewed. Uh, For for better or for worse, and I think that if you ask him now, he might have uh, different (laughs) feelings about it, but they're great movies, and it really changed the way that the industry and our culture kind of viewed what a superhero movie could be, so just that alone is like a huge compliment.
0: Batman Begins one is the one with Cillian Murphy, right?
1: Yeah. They, he's they, actually in all he, three, He's in all of but them. Yeah. He, he, uh, but this is like uh, his, Cullian Murphy. Yep. Is not it Cullian Murphy or is it Cillian? I thought it was Cillian. I don't know though. I'll look okay, it up. Well, I'm not uh, Irish. Or don't uh, don't, sure he's don't Irish. quote me on that. But yeah, he's in almost every it movie could he's be ever made. Killian, He for, is Irish. I think from Batman Begins when he was first introduced. I think he's been in every movie since since. Oh, Killian, It is Killian. Killian, Okay. Yeah. Or yeah, I, I watched think. Peaky Blinders.
2: It says K I as yeah. in Y. It's
1: Killian, it's
0: Killian. Yeah. Hey, I've been Did pronouncing you know you it Killian Murphy. No, it's Killian Murphy.
2: On on Wikipedia you can hover each letter in a word and it literally says uh I equals Y as in happy. Interesting.
0: Y as in happy? Yeah,
2: it's actually more confusing. Though. Yeah, now <laughs> I I thought I had it, but <laughs> But yeah, it sounds out each letter for you. That's fucking interesting. Yeah, for uh But yeah, so it is so, Killian Murphy.
1: Yes. And uh that's uh Tom, shout out, shout out and Killian. Shelby in uh Peaky Blinders. Yeah, shout out our, shout out Killian. Uh, shout out people Pe- named Killian. Peaky Blinders, good show. Shout out
0: all people named Killian. But yeah, Christopher
1: mm-hmm. Nolan's another filmmaker that I've
0: shoved toothpaste never
1: mind <laughs> all right and moving on uh, exactly what you a, think it is <laughs> he's another filmmaker that loves to use the same people and he reuses yeah. them and reuses yeah. them as you know which a lot of good filmmakers do and the, the it, best
0: ones do
1: yeah i yeah that.
2: yeah and then you can definitely see right away in his next project the uh which, which blank is? check begin which is which one <laughs> The, the prestige. prestige. The
1: prestige is Ooh, it right immediately yeah. after. Like well, you, you can, you can literally
2: time. see the hey, I wanna do a two and a half hour period drama that's a- like sort about, of sci
1: fi. About magic. And yeah, science. about magic.
2: <laughs> and then going, Well, how about you do Batman? We <laughs> see how you do it with that before we give you a hundred million I, for yeah, that.
0: That might be the best six movie run of all time no
2: i wait starting with following no, no 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 starting with batman Begins. oh one two three four five six wait did i count wrong
0: wait we could go even more i don't know i think i'm just jerking off no one
2: you're going, you're looking to the future
1: yeah, yeah. i don't know uh that's i think less like has
2: a six run that's pretty
1: fucking crazy i think there's a lot of directors that have a, a <laughs> no six, it's just uh, it's just the two we've discussed
2: <laughs> so far those are the only two ones i think run. you can
1: say the same about yeah, that's like tarantino movie. you can say the same about fincher um, a lot of these uh, um, you know, odd tour directors. Uh, you look at like their work, but whatever, yeah. Uh, they are. He does, yeah, very yeah, so good. The first time very I've good runner film. Like
0: that stretch of movies is, is like a collective, yeah, rather just than like just individually right speaking about it. And but passing. the
1: Prestige, uh, when that happens, that's definitely like a shift. And oh yeah, uh, not only his style, but also kind of the... The scale of everything. The scale and his, like, identity and the culture. Mm -hmm. Because that is a very ambitious movie that Mm -hmm. really kind of cements him uh, in this new category. Because you do have his other works that were great, and then Batman that people liked. uh, And the the first one's probably the worst one of the three, but still... I I agree. It
0: is, but it's still
1: good. It's still good, yeah. Yeah, not Um, a bad movie, but...
0: I don't really like superhero movies, and those are my favorite. Superhero no, for sure. Movies.
1: Uh, but yeah, the Prestige but is then, a very interesting. That for sure,
2: from here on out, and then the Dark. Knight Christopher after that. Nolan did what he did. Yeah, it's Dark Knight, which I don't even know if we have to deep dive. Yeah, probably <laughs> the best superhero movie ever made. Yeah, probably like the most talked about movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because everyone who's seen a movie has seen The Dark Knight. And
1: everyone fucking just jerks off about yeah. it, which is rightfully so, well, it's a great well, movie. Well, yeah,
2: and if we're going to do any sort of dive... It,
1: we could start yeah. a
0: conversation, what is his most jerked-off movie? Because there are multiple... It has to be Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Just because I think sure. people every... jerk off Inception more than Dark
2: Knight. Almost. Yeah, but I hadn't seen Inception until last year. What? <laughs> and everyone I've ever known has seen Dark Knight.
1: I think... <laughs> I yeah, just
0: remember I Dark Knight, probably in, for in sure. high school was like the cliche, like oh, oh you yeah. gotta get high and like watch it oh, blow yeah. your mind. And then yeah. I remember we thought we were breaking but barriers, but being like oh you thought that broke your mind? Watch Interstellar. Oh, yeah.
3: oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. But the one thing I will say about Dark Knight is uh, that is the number one. You know, Danny, when you and I were talking last pod about um, how it's really easy to put comic book movies in one section and other movies in the other section dark Knight is the one outlier where i have such a hard time with of like well if this is a comic book movie then it is the greatest comic book movie and nothing comes close but if it's not a comic book movie it's still like an amazing action movie and i'm like i really don't know how to put it in either category so this
1: is i'm gonna i'm looking at my outline and i have a few bullet points that i'll bring up throughout the thing but i just i jumped the outline a good opportunity to bring up this yeah bullet point and uh, um what chris if i could sum up christopher nolan Mm -hmm. in in one sentence and in a few words it would be he blends high concept cinema with the blockbuster experience yeah um what he does better than anyone is that he takes these big blockbuster movies, these huge set pieces, these high, you know, budget things that are are you could compare to uh, movies like Avatar, Transformers, um, yeah, all of these
0: Transformers, That's the peak right there. You know,
1: even even like the Michael Bay's, the, the Jerry Bruckheimer's. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And he elevates that with these high concept ideas that. Mm-hmm um blend in artistry and, and the way in, in higher thinking and, and more more analytical concepts yeah, yeah. better than
0: anyone it's, it's like if this... a talented michael bay made a movie
2: yeah this might be the best point <laughs> for me to insert this i hadn't thought about this before the pop but in the same way that i just said i can't separate comic book movies and uh Actual, like actual cinema, yeah. But (laughs) as much as I can't separate them out to rank Dark Knight, I think that's also my problem with like trying to figure out Mm -hmm. where Nolan stands, my all time faves. I'm like, I know that it is popcorn flicks for the most Mm -hmm. part, but I'm like, on the other hand, I it has to be the greatest, highest form of a blockbuster,
1: yeah. And I think that really contributes to his popularity because, at one end, if you don't care about cinema as an art and anything and you just say oh i want to watch a movie in the theater that's gonna you know blow my mind for two, oh, yeah. th- two three hours then he'll give you that <laughs> yeah. he will give you the experience you want but also on the other hand if you were looking for something deeper if you were looking for something to you really dive in and dig your teeth into yeah then he has that for you too yeah. and he blends it together in a way that very is very few and far between in uh this generation of movies Mm -hmm. and really any generation um because at one end you have like martin scorsese who um looking back we cherish his work and we go oh this this is so good and so thought-provoking and it, it the way that he did this is amazing but it never really had the blockbuster success that mm-hmm. we we think it would have because looking at the numbers he didn't really have a lot of big blockbusters like that until yeah, until later he, into later in his career where like wolf of wall street i was came out. say
2: it was wolf of wall street his most uh highest grossing
1: film. Of
0: all probably people? i don't i don't yeah, have the numbers in front of me that movie took the world by its ball but
1: for but that was like that came out it was in the last 10 years and uh, most of his Filmography lies in the seventies, eighties, and nineties yeah, exactly. is when like his his peak was, and like you even look at like fucking bring out the dead or whatever. What was that nineties?
2: And nobody ever talks about mm-hmm. that. So it's like even then he waned, like. And when's after hours? After hours is eighties, right? Yeah, I believe so. So it's like you got the taxi driver, like through after hours, and, like raging bull, and all that in seventies, the yep. and then just and then just fucking good fellas. oh we're back good casino <laughs> yeah.
1: all that shit in the 90s yeah, yeah. crazy and, and then i don't think he was won an oscar until the Def- aviator in 2005 i think yeah when did um, departed come out he He had to, to have won for Departed, right he won best picture for departed i think yeah. um was that did like he 07? win anything for hugo i, I that I, came well, out best that, animated film that I'm came sure out later he did. that came yeah. out later though um like 2010s but yeah and uh, i think he still hasn't won a best director award. I, um, he, Wolf of Wall Street Depart, is his highest-grossing
0: film of okay. all time, okay. followed by Shutter Island, and then The Departed.
1: And, and that, again, those are all post-post. Post, yeah, uh, and it's already, Wolf of Wall
0: Street by a wide margin. He's already yeah. 60 over a hundred million.
1: million. Yeah, he didn't. He yeah. had the uh, he, didn't, he he had the critical acclaim for his whole career, pretty much. But he never had that blockbuster. The, the money wasn't there, like it is for Nolan. Nolan has balanced that better than anyone. Um, I just yeah. have
0: one question about Nolan, though. He's a quirked up white boy.
1: Oh yeah, who nerdy, breaks it
0: down sexual style?
1: Nerdy little British boy breaks it down science. Style. He <laughs>
0: goaded with the sauce.
2: Breaks it down temporal style. <laughs>
0: is he goaded with the sauce? That's
1: he is.
2: He is. But this is now the Scorsese pod. Is yeah, <laughs> we've trans, we transitioned. Yeah. Um, we but hate superhero movies. Back to the timeline. Uh, Inception would be next. Inception, which all right back to back most talked about movies. yeah so he's hot right there he's yeah. hot and then dark knight rises i don't know if i'm alone in this camp but i think dark knight rises is great yeah i like it and but it is safely back in the if you're like looking at the batman begins dark knight thing it's like here's the event horizon of yeah. actual cinema according to scorsese and dark knight kisses it yeah. <laughs> dark knight rises goes right back to a safe boundary i'm like yep that's a comic book movie
0: uh not to ruin our flow here but yeah uh, martin scorsese does have a best director award for the departed i was
1: gonna okay, say i thought director? i remembered they does he have a best picture can you tell me um i think they emptied the clip on departed and we're like because there's something he's lacking that he should have gotten several uh times.
0: yes i he's directed nine films that were nominated for Best Picture, but none of she them He didn't won. win for he's never won Raging Bull? Pic- no. Damn. Nope. He was nominated for Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Goodfellas, Gangs of New York, The Aviator, The Departed, Hugo, The Wolf of Wall Street, and The Irishman. None of them won.
1: So he's never won a Best Picture. Ha <laughs> ha. So that's what it is. Um, <laughs> I knew it was one of them. But, but again, he didn't win a Best Director until The Departed, which was in 2006. Six. Yeah. So 40 years after he starts. Yeah. Um but anyway this this is not respect. a Martin Scorsese pod this is a Nolan pod. Yeah, a. um irrelevant. So yeah, uh <laughs> he really was flying high with the the Dark Knight and then Inception and then what happened next? Then he
2: completely collapsed and never made another movie. No, then he made Interstellar. So so no, he made Continuing to create Dark crank Knight out Rises. 500 we just said Dark Knight Rises, oh, right? Okay. I think so. Do we need to say sure. anything more about yeah, that? Yeah. So Inception, yeah. Dark Knight Rises, yeah, and uh, then the uh, conclusion
1: to the trilogy. Yeah,
2: and then he comes back and says, "I want five hundred million more dollars. He says, I need more money. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I'm going to build an entire cornfield.
1: Yeah, and uh, probably Interstellar might be the most ambitious movie ever made. Um, oh. That's interesting. Let me rephrase it. it might be I thought most, you were gonna say that he's ever made, but ever made. It might be the most technically amb- ambitious movie. Okay. Ever made? Well, uh, and I think.
0: two thousand one would be. See, more the funny
1: ambitious. thing is that's exactly what I was gonna say. Well, it's funny. It's it's, it. it's depends how you frame it, and yeah, this in, in a lot of ways this is kind of is two thousand one. Yeah, just it, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's the funny thing um, is. Yeah. But I don't think we'll get into this later. And I think it's Interstellar is a great movie. Um But. It almost is too ambitious for its own good in a lot of ways. Well,
0: Interstellar is my favorite, Nolan.
1: What's interesting is it
2: also was completely ambitious with a fucking, what do you call it, quantum physics yeah, it's just, professor on hand saying, yep, everything that's being portrayed in this movie is 100% realistic. Which is cool. So it is it didn't get to dip into that same mysticism that 2001 space odyssey did with monoliths, you know, and shit mm-hmm. like that, where it's like 2001 space odyssey is like trippy
1: at the same time yeah. while being sci-fi. And, uh, really interstellar is, it's a, it's one of the most like on the edge of your seats movies you'll see. Oh yeah. Um, and it's by far his most emotional movie for sure there i don't think i think yeah 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 i think like you were you're saying about spielberg um he is not nolan is not a emotional director most Mm -hmm. of his movies are lacking in emotional substance it's Mm -hmm. it's usually a story about a man men who are doing trying to logically wrap their head around something and make choices through logic and not emotion And this is this is still a a logical movie, but there is an emotional layer there that is not found in most of his movies. And what's a bit ironic is everyone I've ever heard that hates
2: Interstellar hates it for the emotion in it. Yeah. So there is something to be said with, did Nolan, like, is the reason that, like you said, like, that it kind of falters, is it because Nolan is going out of his comfort zone and trying to deliver on something that doesn't come naturally to him? I think
1: so. I yeah. think that the emotion is there and you can feel it, but I don't think he hits it very well. Yeah, I think he could do a lot better with it and credit for him to putting it in there. I think he should try to do that a little more, and, but <laughs> yeah, it. There's just certain parts of it that aren't – it's kind of like stick to, stick to your guns, you know? Like if you're going gonna... to – I like the emotion. See, no, I, I was going to say I, I did, it works for me, but I do – I as
2: we've been talking about it, I'm like, oh, now I get why people don't no, like it. Because like it, you said, he's went away from his actual like undeniable strength and kind of leaned into like, oh, well, here's the one thing that everyone falls me for. Let me try to hit that too. yeah. Exactly. And it's like maybe we just keep it momentum. No,
1: and, and it works it works for me too. Like I, I was tearing up at all of the stuff oh, and yeah. everything. It's you know, it's sad. But it's like it's emotional, but it's not very thoughtful, I think, if that makes sense. Mm, interesting um, distinction, yeah. If I can boil it down to a few words. Yeah. But again, still a great movie and a lot to unpack in that one. Um
0: speaking of uh, quirky little white boys who break it down sexual style, who may or may not also be goaded with the sauce.
1: Tim- Timothy Chalamet <laughs> wasn't interested. Yeah, he's a kid. I, I, I watched it uh, yesterday or two days ago, and the first scene when uh, he shows up, I was like, "Is that Timothy Chalamet?" Does he grow
2: up to be Casey Affleck in that movie? Yeah, he yes, does.
1: He does. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And Casey to see Affleck how much he ends up looking. Casey like Affleck at. is like Casey Aslack. Casey Affleck <laughs> is kind of chubby in this movie, too. Oh!
0: my! He Would this be before or after
2: Manchester by the Sea? That's exactly what I was about to bring up. I think it was before Manchester by the Sea. I think
0: it's
1: before, because Interstellar would be... I was going to say, if it's after, it's because uh, he watched the movie,
0: fell into a deep depression. (laughs) Manchester
1: by the Sea is like 2016, I think. Oh, really? Interstellar is 2014. Yeah, so it's like right before it. Manchester. And he doesn't have a big role, a huge role in it. Yeah, Manchester by the Sea 2016. A significant part but not a lot of screen time yeah
2: um so then off of there did he have a little break for a little bit there was that longer than usual i think his next one was dunkirk dunkirk comes back three years later yeah um dunkirk how much you guys want to deep dive that one i don't have too much to say about dunkirk
0: i think i just remember watching it and thoroughly enjoying it which is not far off for any other movie he has made i'm
2: very (laughs) not engaged by war movies i don't me really either care but them. this is
0: my favorite war. Movie. it had okay.
2: just enough temporal play that i was like <laughs> all right i'll stick i'll stick around just for that nolan because I... my thing with war movies is all of them it's it's in very much ways similar to biopic movies of like we have the same pacing we have the same like well the thing that annoys me in war movies is we have the same hint sometimes it's poured on more but there's always propaganda type shit makes yeah sense. Um, because you can't make a war movie unless you're making propaganda uh, and i was gonna say unless you're making come and see mm-hmm. where you're just really being
1: like there's no speak point of
0: realism shame. in
1: movies <laughs> yeah but yeah. anywho um uh real quick about dunkirk yeah um see i am pretty high on dunkirk mm. and i think more high than most people and mm. i don't really know the general consensus um probably but more higher mm. than what's you-
0: its rating on letterboxd
1: uh it's a four something 4.2 I, I
2: think it's a four flat i want to say
1: um before
0: um it's a 3.8
1: average so we shouldn't check the other one no it's ones. not i just checked it i just 3.8 yeah we no shouldn't way.
0: check the other ones and then at the end when we rank all these we should then check the letterbox ranking of all of
1: them miski just texted me Fortnite. he dude. also he texted sent me out that. the beacon <laughs> oh yeah i got that text too <laughs> thanks um, Thanks, Luke. <laughs> but I think that Dunkirk is one of Nolan's more complete films. I okay. think that stand, it, as a standalone film, it it does what it's trying to do better than almost all of his films.
2: Now, what's interesting about that, I hadn't, I've been just ruminating on mm-hmm. the thoughtful versus emotional distinction you made. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing to me is, yeah, I could definitely see how you could say Interstellar is more emotional, Dunkirk is
1: more thoughtful. Yeah, definitely yeah. yeah um but this is not a movie about war it, yeah. it, it is well set, yeah it and is that's set in one war thing time. i appreciate about it this is it's a lean they, they are trying to survive they yeah. are not fighting there is yep. no battles in this they are trying to escape for their lives mm-hmm. and uh, how he handles that again is is more thoughtful than emotional to use your count yeah your point. That was my point. I, uh, <laughs> uh, my point that I saw from you. <laughs> um, but I. It does have. It's very Nolan in, in its sound design and its cinematography and the way that it looks and especially he had to throw some temporal shifts in or whatever mm-hmm. uh, because it is there. There is, but uh, in a very fun grounded way. That probably the most. I don't think I've talked about this yet. Uh, but we talked about inserts, but the probably the most Nolan tool is, is intercuts where he's showing multiple scenes at one time. Yeah. In, through all of his movies. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. That's very much a trademark. So he has, and Dunkirk is a great example of that. He has three storylines, one on the land, one on the sea and one in the air, the, the air where, where Tom Hardy is to pilot, which is mm-hmm. sick. I could watch that all day. Yeah. Um, love that. Is an hour long. And he, and he intercuts that through the whole movie, the sea, where the old man is going to save the troops or whatever. That's that's a day. Yep. And then there is the land where, which, which is the bulk of the story where um, you have them fleeing from France to get onto the boats. Uh, of the yeah. shores of Dunkirk on the boats. And that's a week. Yeah. So you have a week, a day and an hour, three all separate stretched. stories, all intercut yeah. at, to tell the and story like, at one what's time.
2: Really interesting about Dunkirk that I appreciate is there is like a big reveal but it's not even done in a way where it's like, see, I did the movie like an M night Shyamalan. Like mm-hmm. I did the movie to do the twist here. It is. And it's just like, Oh yeah. I happened to have a reveal right there. Anyway, back to the story. Yeah. And maybe that's one thing I'll say too, is as much as I just said, the story beats are the same. Uh, Nolan played with them enough that I did. I do think Dunkirk is like one of my favorite war films of all time. Yeah. As much as I detest saying favorite war <laughs> film. Um, but yeah, so then comes off of that with the the movie that saved cinema Is Tenet. It? No. Uh <laughs> nope, that was no way home. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Actually. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean Tenet did make money though. It yeah, did. It barely. Did. Uh apparently. <laughs> Still, it, fucking made money.
1: Yeah, know, like, yeah. And it just came out of a tough time. Yeah. And uh, this, I was hoping
2: that was the yeah. The reason I made distinction is because I was praying that was going to open and I back
1: up for ten. It's interesting because I think it's not a bad movie. I no. I think it's a, it, It's fine. It's probably his most complicated movie.
3: Yeah,
2: it was yeah. a lot it, it, in narrative. I don't understand it. The most him leaning into the. I'm just playing with the mechanics i don't
1: care what the characters are yeah i just want to do this i i, I was listening to something earlier uh, in preparation and they were talking about tenet um it might have been an interview it might have been uh, a commentary on it or whatever and these people were saying that they there's criticism of tenet was that uh they think that nolan had this idea that he wanted to shoot things in reverse and yeah. that was the whole inspiration for Tenet where he's like I don't care what anything is I just want to shoot these things yeah. in reverse yeah I which I could kind of see um which is funny but it Tenet gets a lot of and I think like I said not a bad film but I think this is one of his biggest detriments to his uh filmography because it
2: is him,
1: uh sorry, you go on not because it's a bad movie, but because of a lot of things that he kind of couldn't control, um one being when he chose to release it mm-hmm. and and how he pushed it to be in theaters, and he got all of this criticism for that, trying to save movies and and put it out in theaters in the middle of a pandemic and everything. yeah, and I think that sparked a little controversy, yeah, where now people are retrospectively looking back and kind of being a little harder on some of his films that they might've weren't wouldn't have before.
2: Yeah. Um, It's also him indulging in his own personal interests as much as possible. Yeah. Like even with interstellar being very high concept, it's like we said, it's still him trying to reach out to the audience that doesn't care for it. Like here's the emotion you're asking for. Mm -hmm. Whereas Tenet is really him just saying, Nope, I'm going high concept. I don't care and it's interesting that they don't come out to like you know you want to say it's the director making a movie for himself that comes out with the better picture but yeah in this case i would say it was him actually trying to cover his weaknesses made a better movie in interstellar
1: yeah um and the thing about Tenet too is that if you want to deep dive it and like really like i have to understand everything that's gonna happen and you know i have to understand the science behind it like some of the other movies that you can you're not gonna be able to follow it you're just
0: gonna end up missing out on more than and
1: (laughs) that's kind of the um the confusing part but if you go into it with the mindset of and this, again, ties into the the balance of art and the blockbuster that he kind of... This leans a little bit more blockbuster, but because he doesn't fulfill those explanations very well. But if you go into it like, oh, this is going to be an exciting movie, that things are going to happen, and I don't care about the logistics of it. Things I just, certainly happen, I will assure you. <laughs> things do happen. But if you don't care about the logistics of it, like, and you kind of turn your brain off, which... I, a lot of people don't want to do when they go to movies. I think, like me and you specifically, like, yeah, we, we want to have a broader understanding of the, the the concept. Yeah, but if you just go into it as like this is a, a like a Bond movie, then it fucking slaps. And that being there, said, yeah, I was gonna say it's that definitely is... a movie where the
0: first time you watch it, you turn your brain off, and then if you're like still earning from yearning for more yeah Yeah, yeah. uh turn your brain on when you watch it again for the second time yeah and i
2: definitely i watched it twice and yeah definitely didn't like it as much the second time as i did the first time but it is fucking like we just said it's a
1: very bond film very much i think it was literally he's talked a lot about wanting to make a bond film Mm -hmm. and i think he's like first of all i want to shoot things backwards And I want to make a Bond film. And he's like, I'm going to make this movie. And I don't care.
2: When did it start filming? Like 2019. I was going to say... Because
0: I remember they first like leaked details of the next Christopher Nolan movie like soon yeah after that
2: was it was it one hundred percent wrapped before the pandemic
1: yeah yes. I would imagine because I mean, a it movie like that's gonna take a long time because it right, was already the coming out before the yeah pandemic. yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it got pushed back and pushed back and I think mm-hmm. he's like we have to release it in the-. and 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 because
0: we we saw it together right he had yeah, that whole we saw it pretty like early yeah like I saw June it in theaters
1: also later. actually um like pretty early yeah because there was like a, a a like a two three week span <laughs> uh in the uh pandemic where they're like that oh before the mass mandates w- even happened they were like yeah. oh we're getting better uh we're gonna open up theaters again <laughs> yeah. and then there was like two weeks where they did and then i saw tenant and then they shut it back down I was <laughs> yeah like, exactly gone. well good thing i wouldn't um uh
0: i thought i had one other thing about tenant but now i can't no there were mass mandates there were yeah i think i remember um, wearing a mask during because it. i don't know if it was mandates but like everyone was wearing one
2: well i want to say movie th- i was talking about statewide okay yeah i don't think I there think, are mandates I think, I think people that started were in just like yeah.
0: wearing it. masks just yeah to be safe yeah idiots
2: <laughs> um so should we at 48 minutes begin deep diving into the movie well i don't uh, think it would take Right after,
1: think... right after a short break, we'll be right yeah, after. Okay. I'm okay. about to piss my pants.
2: Do I stop it? Do I stop no, no, no. Just let it goes?
1: go and we
0: no, stop it. So, oh, <laughs> <Are> we recording. <laughs> yes, and we have been.
2: <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, that's
0: just a cold intro.
2: Well, welcome yeah. back. <laughs> welcome
1: back. Uh, Where do we just leave got off? A... Holy okay.
0: shit! Do I feel like a million fucking bucks now? Yeah, yeah. That, so... that.
1: that was a much needed break. We oh got my god, mid-game. was I
0: almost just leaking everywhere
1: <laughs> in this office. We got a
2: mid-game pep talk by fucking Dirk Show. We ready to fucking finish strong.
1: Yes. Okay, so now that we have uh, gone through his filmography and, and in order as they came out, I'm just going to quick go over some of my bullet points quick, get them out of the way, and then we're going to start ranking these bad, mm. these bad boys. These bitches. These bitches. Okay.
0: These thick bitches. What's so, better, thick bitches or skinny bitches?
1: Yeah, you, just... you need a little bit of both. Ah, of both. the spice of life. Yeah, variety. threesome. Yeah. One skinny bitch, one thick oh, bitch. God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so I already talked about uh, how Nolan focuses on logical answers and narratives over emotional ones. Um. Here's an interesting thing. Uh, a lot of Nolan's uh, characters have been. There's a lot of um. Conversation that there he's always like self portraying himself as his characters, mm, yeah, and that's a really I know I saw that a lot with Pattinson and Tenet, a lot with Pattinson and Tenet, a lot with a uh, uh DiCaprio and in Inception, mm,
2: um,
1: yeah, uh, even in Memento, uh, as uh um Lenny Leonard and Memento, the main character, Lenny, um, he's always portraying his uh protagonists with. You know, lo- long, long, like swaying hair and nice suits and and kind of like what he aspires to be is always like a self portrait of himself. Do you think that's
2: a conscious effort or do you think his mind just in the same way that he's just subconsciously being like, OK, the characters do whatever. He's like the character wears a suit and has his hair pushed back.
1: I, I don't. That's the question, isn't yeah. it? So if he what and what's better and what's worse? Is, yeah. Is it, is it better that he's like, I'm going to put myself in every movie or is that like kind of yeah. a little bit of hubris? I choose to believe that it's subconscious. I don't I, th- I kind of like that theory better because <laughs> yeah. then it's like, he's like, I'm just going to make this dope dude. And he's like, oh, it's just himself. <laughs> yeah. Because why wouldn't that be what he thinks is dope?
0: But um, yeah. So a bigger forehead, Christopher Nolan or Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning. Peyton. I don't, manning, have you seen sure. christopher nolan make forehead?
2: the make the thumbnail for any like youtube clips of this just the peyton manning forehead picture <laughs> christopher just for, nolan just for a full hour yeah um but no what i was gonna say is uh real quick another just random random little tidbit that i remembered when i was talking about other stuff was uh uh, uh old thing that harrison ford said because harrison ford's like first few movies were what uh george lucas steven spielberg and francis ford coppola directed
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then ridley scott directed yeah, for blade runner yeah. and he said he went up to ridley scott on set they had they had oh i know I had read yeah. they had a problem with each other after this movie because mm-hmm. harrison ford went up to him and was like all right what exactly do you want me to do because francis ford coppola and all of them were like stand right here face in this direction and say this right now and he said, "Really, Scott said, I don't care. I'm working on the set. I hired you to act. Do your job. Yeah. And I can very much see Christopher Nolan doing the same thing of just, yeah, I don't care. I'm trying to figure out how this all works. No, I think he, I think
1: that's exactly how he operates. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, people have also criticized him for like not having a tight enough leash on his actors, which like, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't have like a preference either way, but that's funny. Yeah. Um, Then we already talked a little bit about uh, his big set pieces and everything, just the scale of his movies. And we talked on the Dune Pod about uh, Villeneuve having kind of the signature style of these big set pieces. But Nolan's right up there with him. And I would consider them to be kind of like peers. Totally oh, well, perfect. I'm, I'm glad, glad you're showing I'm me that. Picture. a great picture. Yeah. I, <laughs> For everyone listening, uh, it's a nice picture. You know what <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is. They don't know. You
2: know what it is. You um, like that, don't you? You like that big boy? Everyone just use your imaginations to think. Okay. So, but real quick, um,
1: <laughs> I am going to go over some of the themes. You should themes. have never let Durkin have the pot. <laughs> now we're football brain. Okay. So we have the probably the biggest theme throughout. Ninety nine percent of his movies, yes. Which is, can you guess? Temporal, with, with time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is it quirky uh, little no. white boys? Uh, no, it is not. Who um, break it down sexually? Well, style? in a way in, only a way, in one movie. In a way,
2: and they may or may not be goaded with the sauce. Honestly, could you guys see Timothy Chalamet looking like Killian Murphy when he gets older?
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. I who do it. you think
2: is gonna look more like Casey Affleck or Killian Murphy? Killian Murphy. Killian. I Murphy. think so too. Yeah. Anywho.
0: Anywho. um yeah kimmy uh, murphy is the definition quirky. of a grown-up quirky little white boy yeah who breaks a down sexual Quirk, style croak, who croak. is also it's not may or may not it's who is also goaded with the sauce yeah i Quirked, can't i can't white that. boy
1: but, um, um yes so time obviously number ob- one obsessed with time everything <laughs> yeah. it's like honestly getting to the point where it's like kind of annoying yeah but, i saw
2: i saw one uh one meme a long fucking time ago i think it was like during the tenet first thing and they're like every three years uh christopher nolan just remembers that time exists
1: and gets unbelievably (laughs) angry starts writing um so time biggest one and then next i have reality reality is right up there with, with with time and we can go through a lot of his movies uh like interstellar is a huge one uh, inception is probably the biggest of what is real and what's not um the well
2: what's interesting is to to retread back into what we were saying last time with the fourth dimension being time and all that mm-hmm. and, and reality is just your perception it is kind of interesting that yeah um our perception is dictated by time because we're in the third dimension and that's the vector we cannot control it is interesting that he seems overtly obsessed with that. Yeah, there's like, definitely
1: like a, a, a niche that he is just yeah. in that corner of yeah, that he cannot like he get just out of. He
2: desperately wants to bend
1: that perception so yeah. badly. Hence, he wants to bend reality. Hence, he wants to bend time. Mm-hmm. And then even in films like Memento, reality is like probably the biggest theme because it, it's questioning, you know, yeah, w- who am I and and what? Yeah, yeah and just what is real because he not remember just how easy it is for those dominoes to fall of mm. your perception of reality and that ties into another one that is we talked a little bit about it which is self-identity and that is through all of it memento is like who am i like you don't know who the main mm. character is because he doesn't have memory of it um and following
2: even though we don't we're not really deep diving that Identity is a huge part of it. Yeah, movie. we'll talk about
1: that more later. Yeah. Uh, and the prestige is... Identity is huge. It's like they're trying to be the best. It's like they identify themselves as obscurring. the greatest musician. And then it, that becomes... like They're also obscuring their identity the entire movie. Exactly. And no spoilers. I mean, yeah. it fucking came out a while ago. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. We'll talk about that again yeah. when we talk about And uh, then the other you one... You can
0: spoil
2: shit. Um, like, we will when we get to it. We'll even it. with stuff like Inception where, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's not outwardly... Uh,
0: Leonardo DiCaprio isn't out.
2: He, he's not outwardly <laughs> hiding his identity, but he is hiding his actions because we don't discuss him uh, incepting his wife until like the very end of the movie, really. Yeah, and then and then, dude, Dark Knight, dude, he has a secret identity. Secret identity, dude. and and uh, Dark, and the, work, dude, and <laughs> I,
1: that really ties into to like the identity of Batman and like themes of yeah. of. His like, um, like justice and, and who he is, and like how he's struggling to the back and forth of of all of those decisions that weigh on his shoulders, yeah. and uh, even like in Dunkirk, like there's like this theme of nationalism that can be d- directed to identity, also, yeah, of, yeah like, national identity f- uh, of of the French versus the British mm-hmm. and everything. So identity is a big thing that he in almost. Probably all of his films. And then in Tenet, Identity is so absent that he didn't even name the main
2: character. D- yeah. Name. It's just literally the protagonist. But also,
1: this is a newer movie, so I don't want to directly spoil it, but fuck it. Like, see movies. It's been on. It's available. <laughs> yeah. Um, The protagonist character in the future also is like kind of the a little bit of the antagonist also. Yeah. Uh, Because of how.
2: He, orchestrated. he orchestrates
1: everything. Yeah. So there is like that view of identity too. Also, in, in that, but I don't want to like directly spoil anything. Um, but the next one, which is a big one, is morality, right and wrong, is is huge, and which, in a way, kind of
2: plays back into uh reality. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it, it's more in of the like, same way that we're bending in because we're bending reality, we're making morality more gray.
1: Yeah. Especially
2: and, Memento is where I'm thinking of there.
1: And, and in the same way that it's comparing what, what's real and what's fake to comparing what's right, right and what's wrong, too, on, on the yeah, most vanilla level. Yeah. Um, And then I have Survival, which is, in like 99% of his movies, it's just the overwhelming urge to live, which in these like non, a lot of these are like not super threatening circumstances in his movies, but there's always that layer of survival is always at stake. Mm -hmm. And then guilt is a big one, not as big as in Scorsese's movies, of course, (laughs) but, um, and that more ties into morality also, but those are just kind of the, if I had to pick a few of main ones that throughout his filmography are there, I just wanted to throw those out so when we do talk about and rank them, we can reference those. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, like you said, like until I was thinking about that. Yeah, sorry, my my wheel's been spinning on Memento and yeah. how a lot of those. I literally says.
1: just watched it two hours ago. So I'm ready to talk it. <laughs> do we myself. want to start with Memento? No, 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 no. Let's go. Well, okay. I was going to say, are we just going to rank Let's go. five or are we ranking we We're going to rank all of them. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we're doing the ranking. We're going to rank all of them and we're going to start at there's 11 films, correct? Yes. We're going to start at 11, and we're just going to throw following there. Yeah. Um, because, like I said. Well, yeah, we
0: might as well just put the two, me and you haven't seen.
1: Or you I'm, and I. I've, I've,
0: that's He's the only, only I have seen. Oh, I've seen okay, a okay. Tom, you have yeah. seen the other. Okay, But, um,
2: yeah, I think, yeah, I've seen following. I'm not mad at it being thrown at the bottom, like we said. Student film, what Christopher Nolan really relies on, except for a few shine examples is yeah. large scales, large budgets and following does not have the ability yeah, to do d- that. Yeah. He didn't have the resources.
1: Um, it does um, l- lend into his uh, film noir background and experience and what mm-hmm. he, he references, but that it just doesn't, doesn't have the, the qualifications to be higher. Yep. And then uh, next, after that,
2: sorry, next, I think we're thinking Insomnia. For sure. Um, The least uh, characteristic of any of his Yeah,
1: not a bad movie. It's just, he didn't write it. It's it's just not what he wanted and it's kind of a flat film we talked about it earlier in the pod um but yeah that being said
2: again he has enough talent with the camera it wasn't a bad script it's a good movie for what it is it's just not a
0: christopher nolan movie per se and so now it's gonna get interesting so now we're going in i looked at my letterbox rankings i don't have a single movie under four stars oh i have and i only have moving on oh yeah and i only have like two or three i think i have three at four stars and the rest are above that
1: I only have one five-star, and then I have one, two, three, four, four-stars. I have one that's unranked. That would probably be a four-star. Yeah. Maybe a three-and-a-half. And then I have two three-and-a-halves and two threes. I got two fives,
2: three four-and-a-halves, three fours. And
1: actually, as we're doing this,
2: I'm going to change one to a five. I actually changed. Uh, I bumped Dunkirk up my ratings because after talking about it again, I'm like, I actually like that one more than I had remembered when i was making this list
1: um but so now interesting because i don't know what you guys want to put at the yeah. nine spot I i've got one I... that i'd love to throw in at the nine spot what do you want batman begins that's what i have in my nine spot okay you i okay do that that's yeah. my least that, favorite that would... uh, nolan movie okay good that's exactly what i had um <laughs> yeah that's i don't think we need to explain I that too much <laughs> <laughs> um he has three batman movies yeah. and this is the worst one it's gonna go with the nine spot uh not a bad film at all it's just it's a lot of setting up the franchise and he was at a spot where he knew that he was making more and he kind yeah. of took advantage of that for long form storytelling mm-hmm. to make room for the dark Knight, which is incredible. So he kind of had to sacrifice mm-hmm. a little bit, in it was Batman a prelude Begins. to yeah. what was actually great. It sets the tone. And I but do
2: not care for preludes to yeah, actually great
1: movies. Uh, as a standalone film, it's not the best. Um, <laughs> then next, what do you want to put in? I have what I want, but I, I would put forth the Dark Knight Rises. What do you have? I was actually also going to say Dark Knight Rises. I have Tenet, but I'm okay with either one.
2: See, the thing is, I was going to go Tenet right after that. Me too.
1: (laughs) All right. Look at us. (laughs) We're
2: climbing. I think we go Dark Knight Rises, then Tenet. Okay, fine. okay Um, Um, Because Batman
0: begins, Dark Knight Rises, and Tenet are the only ones that are four stars. I have them both three and a a half. I've
1: Dark Knight Rises. Everyone
0: else is either a five star or a four and a
1: half. And honestly, I would be fine putting Dark Knight Rises a little higher, but I don't think it is. I
0: would argue Tenet, in my eyes, I like. Tenant more than I like Dark Knight
1: Rises. Here's where things get a lot more dicey though. Yeah, right here six. is a complete mix. Okay. So just to clarify, uh, we have Dark Knight Rises and then Tenant. Yes. Yep. Okay. So now we're not gonna agree, I bet. Uh, we are not, <laughs> yeah, we are not going to agree. Yeah. What do you have next? Mm. Uh hmm. I see, can,
0: I don't even know what i, I have. Put I have my, <laughs> list right like, like, I have next, my definitive list right here. I have my The next yeah. five are what? Just all unbelievably good movies yeah
1: now we're getting to the territory where they're all fucking good um this and is it's personal preference I, I haven't
0: made my list on so making mine off the top right here i think i would put dunkirk next what do you have i
1: have dunkirk next. i have the prestige <sighs> oh that hurts that hurts my soul uh and then i have another movie and then i have dunkirk oh okay okay uh um,
2: a... oh no I better not be what
1: I think it is, Danny. I have
0: <laughs> I have Dunkirk next and then the okay, prestige. So
1: make your case Damn. for uh I guess I'll make my case for why I don't think Dunkirk should be next. Like I said earlier We have we have we all have Dark Knight over the next couple movies. Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um I think like I said before, I think Dunkirk is his most complete film. In, okay. in tone and mission yeah um but most thoughtful film yeah and uh but that being said while it's like complete
0: i don't think it hits the highs or peaks that the other movies well hit, and though.
2: For me, yeah, it's it's comes down to the nothing ventured, nothing gained thing. I always say there's there's quite a bit ventured in Dunkirk. I hate very arguing complete.
0: good movies that I have to make some <laughs> know, less than I know. a good movie because yeah. it's, it's it's great I, at what it
2: wants to be. My only thing is its ceiling is a lot lower. I, it's I, a great it's
0: movie. I'd sorry. recommend to anybody, but I have to argue against it, and <laughs> it, it just feels. Unnatural.
1: I reviewed it yesterday did either of you read my review i actually did just breeze through your review um Thomas i think i said uh the most exciting movie where nothing happens yeah yeah um but I, we'll put it next that's okay okay i'm okay. not i'm not like super uh passionate yet about it anywhere that i have so yeah. we can put dunkirk next and then what what do you have after that
0: i have the prestige which you do as well
1: no right? he has i
0: prestige. have the prestige. oh so you have the prestige. i have
1: dark knight next oh okay I have that so much higher.
0: Okay, okay, damn. I don't have it that much higher. That is my next one after. (laughs) Shall we
2: do a prestige No. It right now then? Yeah, let's I'm afraid I'm going to have to let her go, even though I love her so dearly. I can kick it off let's put the prestige next and then okay. you
1: you can kick off the deep dive
2: I, i'll trade you guys prestige going here if, if we, i get we, to we, kick we, off my deep dive
1: yeah we hardly talked about <laughs> prestige uh, in yeah. depth when we were going over them so now it's a time prestige where we're is my number two really and is
2: not far out of like my top 10 favorite films of all time i think prestige is the this is probably controversial this is this is definitely controversial I think prestige is the best written film of all time. Really? In that I don't know of a film that rewards secondary viewings more than the prestige in that pretty much, I would honestly say if I had to ballpark it after seeing it three times now, 80% of the dialogue has second meanings. that 80% of the shots Mm -hmm. of just shit he's showing movie came out in 2004. So we'll discuss certain things here, but uh from the first time that the that
0: came out that long ago yeah fuck
2: yeah uh from the shot you know when he scrapes the dead bird out of the cage and says i guess he wasn't the lucky one how that Mm. ties into the execution the fucking um the fucking obvious shit of like the whole him and his wife saying do you love me not today
1: yeah shit and they're going into the reveal later of to of me they the are. greatest plot twist that i've ever seen Insane. because when i first saw it
0: i think yeah okay, it's hey, this movie the, came out we can spoil 16 it. years we can spoil ago it. yeah we can, let's spoil it <laughs> yeah yeah in the i give three years if it's well known it's yeah. almost less than three yeah years. in the
2: initial like 10 seconds after that reveal i was so fucking upset like that doesn't even make any sense Nolan just tried to get in his Shyamalan bag and tried to uh-huh. have a crazy twist No, which end. was, it's great. And it's like, wait, no. Every, as you go back and think about the movie as it's dying on you, you're like, wait, that makes perfect fucking sense. All the mm-hmm. way going back to him being the one who could tell that uh, the one guy was faking having a back injury as a magician because he's doing something even more extreme and him yeah. saying Unbelievable himself. performances, he's, 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 Yeah, he's
1: yeah, carrying all that weight or whatever. Yeah, does Hugh
2: Jackman have... I love Hugh Jackman. Does he have a better acting role than that one?
1: I love Prisoners. Hugh Jackman in
0: that movie. Oh, yeah yeah um, Business, he went crazy. i don't know he might be better in this than Prisoners.
1: yeah and yeah i feel bad like because we're getting into the territory where these are all like great films well and, and... prestige is the only film on this list i don't have rings yeah um it's the only one that i haven't put a
2: rank it's on. one of my five stars of him um because i don't know what to do it prestige like. though i also want to say oh and like one of my favorite ones is uh how christopher christian bale Says that he doesn't know what knot is tied when he sees him at the funeral because he wasn't the one yeah. who tied so, it.
1: To, to understand what we're talking about, um, <laughs> yeah. we're spoiling it. Fuck it. <laughs> and this plays into these themes of identity and everything too because there is a, the, the trick that he is pulling off basically requires him to, to teleport. And everyone's like, well, how is he? doing this because Mm -hmm. you walk in one door and and he walks out somewhere else basically. Michael Caine keeps saying, he
2: must be using a body double.
1: Pretty good Michael Caine. (laughs) Um, And then the other guy tries to replicate it with a body double, but it's not as good, and he has no idea how he's doing it, and you find out that uh, Christian Bale's character has a twin brother that they have been living the same life. They're married Mm -hmm. to the same woman, and no one knows that they are two people. And that's like the big twist. So Mm -hmm. when talking about identity and morality as as these themes, that's like right up there with like the biggest example in reality too. It's like they're bending the reality of everyone around them.
0: Yeah. Well, even Hugh Jackman's is even more so
1: of those
2: themes. Yeah. He's not revealing that he's a Royal with unlimited bank funds, the entire movie Mm -hmm. also bending his identity. Um, other thing that i well actually a funny thing about that is actually the even better reveal than that arguably to me is that uh and it's kind of obvious you kind of see it coming is that hugh jackman has been cloning himself as his take on the trick yeah has been cloning himself which we already knew but the interesting thing is he's been killing himself every single night yeah which is essentially reenacting the death of his wife over and over every night on stage, which is just fucked. And every <laughs> night he's experiencing it, and the clone is going on living. Uh huh. So whoever was the original, like far... and that's that's one of my favorite concepts is like yeah, what you, is the human could, soul? You could really could get into the philosophy ourselves. of that yeah. also
1: too, which is like really cool. And that's here. my favorite line in the movie too. Is God? Is... Maybe we should put this higher. <laughs> <laughs> I do. No, I do no, like no. This my movie. favorite. My favorite no. line
2: is Keep Michael Caine saying to him at the funeral. um, uh, I knew a sailor who said that drowning is the most peaceful way to die. It feels like falling asleep. And when he sees all of Hugh Jackman's bodies, he says, I lied to you that day. It's the most excruciating death possible. Yeah. And it's like, it's damn. Fucked. I fucking love that line. <laughs> it's fucking and um but yeah, fucking um Is that quote of the day material? He, literally. Well that and just Michael kane detailing what a magic trick is is so fucking incredible. In the mm-hmm. Unveil when he says you make it come back and then Christian Bale walks in and hugs his daughter. Um, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um even like that diary, all the writing in that diary is so well written of like him detailing his own heart being split in two of being like i'm complete one half of me loves scarlet and wants to spend his whole life with her the other half of me wants to be with my wife and again with morality there all mm-hmm. throughout the movie you're like christian bale's a cheating piece of shit but no it's just two guys It's just that, two like, that love two women and they can't like tell them that they're two guys yeah and um and fucking uh and like just how much that tears his life apart of his wife then killing himself and i forget there's something significant about the way the wife kills herself that i've read one time about how um (coughs) it has something to do with him designing all his tricks and her i forget what it is never mind um but um the other thing i really love about that movie is using tesla and um because tesla is like one of the most fascinating figures in history to me and is the only historical figure that i think you could insert in a movie and say yeah he's created a magical device that can't Mm -hmm. possibly exist and i'd be like yeah that works it was nikola tesla Mm -hmm. and yeah incredible of course you have to get david bowie to play him that's the only fucking person who can play an (laughs) actual living magician yeah and um yeah i fucking love that movie i love the use of tesla to ground it in like some sort of real history with this larger than life figure and um i love the prestige
1: song. yeah it's a really good movie I, <laughs> I, I i wish i would have watched it in preparation yeah, yeah. i watched a great deal of it's gr- no, definitely nolan the films. next
0: nolan movie i will watch again yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's so fucking it's either that or tenant because i can't stop thinking about tenant because i've only I seen think, it once or twice honestly i
2: think i have verbally described the plot of prestige to over 16 people in my life and i think i've shown prestige to over like five people in my life of just being like you need to it's so much fucking fun to make someone yeah. else watch because every time you watch it you're like oh i missed that that also mm-hmm. foreshadows the ending everything in that whole movie when you rewatch it is screaming the ending at your face
0: See, now we have the same exact experience with a two separate nolan Ooh. movies
2: um the other thing i was gonna say is um uh, props to Misky, the Fortnite God. He uh did predict uh one half of the ending. Oh yeah. Uh, Which he, part? He called pretty early on that Hugh Jackman is cloning himself and killing the clone on stage really? every night. And I was like, "Damn!" Oh. Shouts but then, out, but Misty. then I got his ass by saying, "Damn, dude." fuck you got the big plot twist fuck <laughs> i wish you wouldn't have gotten it i'll be like i guess we just have to watch the rest because you already know the ending you already know what the big twist
1: is um uh, did not see christian bale coming yeah
0: um i didn't see either coming and i remember being like pissed when i watched and it cause wait, like, well
1: also fuck because isn't there like the he like cut his finger off or something so the, yep. the twin had to and cut the, his fingers off and his yeah. wife says
0: to him it
2: looks just as bad as the day it got cut uh-huh and it's because they just cut his finger off um <laughs> fucking uh yeah and um uh and like also when he gets dug up out of the ground mm-hmm. when he's digging up his partner and then he goes to the bo- uh goes to the restaurant with his wife and he's like i have blah blah um i face death today and all this stuff because he was the one who was actually buried for all those hours mm-hmm. um the other thing I was going to say is, um, we just said something that reminded me to say, uh, one other thing about the ending,
0: um, miss being pissed that I didn't see it coming.
2: Oh yeah. No, that's the funny thing too, about like watching it again with another person. It's honestly fucking nerve wracking because yeah. when you watch it again, you're like, you're giving it away. It's so obvious. They're going to figure out like, especially when they have that final conversation. Yeah. Um, uh, as he's going to go get executed. And he says, um, like, we've both lived a half a life. Now go live one for both of us, yada, yada. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. no one screaming the plot twist at you. And I'm like, every time it gets that part, I'm like on the edge of my seat being like, please don't turn and say, is that the same person? <laughs> but it's so funny because when you're watching it, you're like, there's no, there's no way you see it coming. And then mm-hmm. once it happens, you're like, how did I never see this coming? Which is literally what a magic <clears throat> trick is and why that fucking shit is so amazing. Yeah,
0: great movie. Yeah um what's your guys' next movie? so let's
2: recap quick what we have just because so I kind right of lost now track. we have following insomnia batman begins dark knight rises tenet dunkirk prestige
1: and now we're at the final four Booth's not gonna like what i have next i have what? interstellar next i really don't like that at you all you have i have
0: um fuck, what do i
2: have uh, you said dark knight i don't know it is Shane dark said. knight i, I like have knight. dark knight next as well we can put Dark Knight. Okay. Yeah, we fucking out Now, really isn't
0: going to like this because now I have Interstellar next. I also Now, you're really not going to like this because I have Memento. I just, <laughs> no. I We're both swinging.
1: Uh, I have Interstellar okay. next also. Okay, so Interstellar. This
0: is the movie that I had the same experience with you. Okay. Uh, For some reason, people that I was around in high school and shit just had no idea that this movie existed at all so it's too long well just like for how big of a movie it is not having a clue about its existence just like blew my that mind is insane me. yeah <laughs> which like to me the only reason i really knew of it is like i remember seeing like some commercials or something when it came out but right when it came out is when i watched memento for the first time yeah and then really deep dived like nolan yeah so i like literally had what i thought was a complete full understanding of interstellar would fully explain it to all of my friends and then yeah. have them all watch it individually and then we would usually all watch it like <laughs> together. yeah yeah um maybe that's why i have interstellar lowers
2: because i've only seen interstellar once and oh, i really? it late. yeah i've seen I, it, it a way lot late. that's I, one of
1: the most recent ones i've seen i watched it the other day because i think i had only had seen it once yeah or maybe twice I'm like years ago yeah. and so i watched it rewatched it to make sure because we're going to talk about it yeah and it is a, it's a great movie it's, yeah it, yeah
2: and again like you said before this is a four and a half to me i don't want to be <laughs> but we're in the top three yeah i
1: haven't so they're not bad well yeah i have it think. at four uh, four stars yeah um i have it at five
0: it's one of my favorite movies of all time yeah no. it,
1: it really just is an experience it, yeah. it really is kind of masterful at what we talked about where nolan just blends these high concept ideas. this is the highest concept idea you can think of yeah um with this blockbuster experience that yeah. you you have you have both sides of the coin and this is like the epitome of that the the yeah. at, at full force i uh, maybe inception 2 but it's like Really, what put Nolan apart? These two high, this Inception kind of is what really put him apart from, um, like normal filmmakers. Yeah, because this
2: is definitely too. Yeah, where he went from one hundred fifty million dollar range to two fifty million dollars. Yeah, it's just so much money. Um, but the other thing I've been I've been thinking about this since we first said it is Interstellar. The the next in the vein of 2001 space odyssey it feels like the yeah. most direct successor it really it, it, it's it, literally just a baby of
0: 2001. yeah yeah it's
2: not a direct and not one. even yeah I, I don't even know because because then when i say baby i'm looking to like think of who's the other like there, yeah you know? <laughs> I, I, but I would i would say it's literally just Christopher Nolan's take, yeah, it's not a, re-
1: it's not necessarily like a remake of it. Like a yeah. lot of a lot of new films are remakes of old films, yeah. And, and this is like in that vein, but it's it's a lot more fleshed out than 2001 yeah. in a lot of ways. It's just well, a, and there's just more time to yeah. tell it, and it's also the a, first I mean, line of dialogue
0: happens a lot faster in stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. They uh, the other thing I'll say about.
2: Uh, uh, interstellar that say what you will but definitely differentiates the two of them is uh it robs any mysticism that 2001 had yeah. which i think was the only decision you could make uh-huh. if you would have had well i mean and people do make the complaint that again uh spoilers type i'm not really gonna spoil too much of this but the complaint you always hear is uh love is more powerful than like time and space yeah. and it's like no, it's well not. i mean <laughs> yeah and it's like it's like but i mean like that's his touch of like mysticism in it but it's not even mysticism as much as like you said it's a giant dollop of emotion on top of everything yeah um i will say uh matt, fuck matt damon yeah that's is that what, what you're gonna say i've fuck been waiting matt to say matt it fuck matt incredible of what you said survival as a theme yep it, it, morality is out the window yeah it really, um but again like completely believable Mm-hmm. That fucking a human would just be like, I will kill all of you if it
0: means so Now I'm just getting seven. pissed off. <laughs> yeah, just for, for about that Matt Damon's great at playing yeah.
2: dickhole fucking characters <laughs> for, that are like almost I think... dickhole characters that this feel like might be controversial. Like
0: I will great. say he just might be a good actor. I don't know. No, no, I think that's <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, I love great. Matt Damon. Yeah. It was sarcastic. <laughs> but, fuck Matt David. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um For
1: for for the I have some themes written down for this. There's obviously like a lot of like the the big ones we talk about more specifically this one really focuses on isolation and loneliness yep. and just and i think that's the epitome of of space movies is yeah. like you are up here alone like you were so small and insignificant compared to the world quick uh topic. yeah what's
0: that line that matthew mcconaughey says where he's like we used to look up and oh what is it ponder about our place in the stars and now we just sit back and look at our spot in the dirt or something like that mm-hmm. I remember something. Not like the hard that, He says that to the corked up white boy. Oh,
2: uh, Timothy. Timothy, um,
0: who happens to potentially break it down sexual style later on. Uh, yeah, but then because of the- that, yeah. he may
2: or may <laughs> when... not. Be what were you we saying? <laughs> so they, um, they, blah 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 blah. Uh, interstellar we're talking about interstellar right
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. isolation and loneliness oh, oh, is what I was oh
2: sorry i was just gonna say my hot take is uh, no one seems to agree with my take on ad astra but i think ad astra is like the best movie at displaying loneliness and oh shit
1: in yeah space. see i haven't seen ad astra in a while i watched it on a plane a while ago. i love ad astra I but that's one that's... of my that's one of the my biggest differential
2: between average rating and probably my, and my only comp-
0: i mean interstellar is already like a pretty long movie mm-hmm. but uh Super the long. scene where they go down to the water planet and they leave. What's that? tape? something, right? Jeffrey Wright is that the actor's name? The black guy. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Maybe. Wright. Jeffrey Wright know his was an interesting. I don't know his name. Yeah, he was on the crew that goes up, and they leave him on the
2: the water planet where the, the a spaceship. Giant wall of- yeah, he's
0: up god and space still so when by the time matthew mcconaughey gets back it's been like 35 years and And here's the thing if they should have fleshed that out
2: yeah if i like prestige right and um one of the reasons i like prestige is that one of the things i learned in quantum mechanics in high school was that oh if you had a clone you'd have to kill the original you like if we were to use that for teleportation was literally something we discussed in quantum mechanics in high school but um the interesting thing is pretty much all of interstellar feels like a science fair show and tell of Christopher Nolan being like hey here are some of the most like fascinating things that we know are true about the universe we just don't have like actual video proof of it happening Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna show you because I think it's interesting as fuck. Yeah. And like, yeah, like there could be When it came out, didn't like
0: NASA say it's the most accurate depiction of like a black hole. They they they, did the research for that for sure. Like
2: like I said, they literally had like a quantum physicist sit next to him all day and be like, Yeah, well, let's reel it in a little bit there, Christopher. That's not exactly how it happened.
1: He was like, Fuck, this is a horrible (laughs) idea. But then I also have a um the need for love and human connection as a big theme, yeah. and that's kind of like his emotional. Fuck. uh Now I'm wondering if I would have a. It better could view be the f-
0: need or the lack of. I don't know. Whatever. It's both. They're one in the same.
1: So I, I have I have one that, and a different one that I think you're, t- you're going to touch on that okay. I'll talk about. What are you going to say? Well, I was just going to say I I hate that I keep bringing up Ad Astra, but I'm like,
2: <laughs> damn, Ad Astra did that better. But yeah. Um. Ad and then what's the other
0: after. space movie like Gravity?
2: Yeah, but that's a like different.
1: Hate, I fucking hate that movie. I hate it's Gravity a good movie. It's so fine. Much. It's not like it's different. It's it's a I much more passive movie. I was just
2: realizing the other day, I love Sandra Bullock theoretically, but, but I hate uh, Sandra I Bullock. I hate Gravity. I hate Bird Box. I think Bird Box is one of the I worst movies I hate Blind Side. You know, like Blind Side. I hate Blind Side. Like and I'm like, damn, Sandra. I didn't mean to Miss do like this. Miss, Congen- the Miss Congeniality. Love Miss. The proposal. The proposal. Don't care for the proposal. <laughs> that's Ryan all Reynolds. The... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um then endurance sustainability the human capacity for evil i think that's what you wanted oh. to touch on it's mm. a big theme um because that is shown through matt damon yeah as well as through um uh, michael kane who just lies to them yeah. and tells them that we're gonna yeah. we're gonna save the earth but really we're just gonna like repopulate and yeah. we're not we're gonna let everyone die and takes it to his death uh, the cycle of denial sacrifice which is another big theme that i didn't talk I, did i talk about sacrifice or whatever and then of course time but yeah those are my, my themes that i wrote down for interstellar
0: so we're and, locking in interstellar at three
1: and well real
2: quick the other thing i want are we at four with have the same thing we this would be number three but okay. we're and then the last two are memento and inception after this okay Mm -hmm. okay so we're locking in but i do still want to say i I thought
0: you guys for sure would have interstellar over inception well that's what i have next is inception i also have inception next
2: damn (laughs) (laughs) um but real quick i just wanted to say um uh on the topic of fucking i guess i
0: have inception next too but that's because i had memento three
2: yeah well then you would have memento or i mean you would have inception next yeah because inception moved up my list because prestige is out okay it's prestige number one two okay um but real quick uh shoot what was i gonna say we were talking about uh michael kane uh lying yeah. to them yeah. and telling them they had to go to that university but, oh no sorry it was actually about all these quantum mechanics theories are all like incredible things i remember learning them in school and just being like damn actually that's fucking nuts mm-hmm. And then as I was just staring at my phone any other time and, um, but fucking, um, but fucking, but fucking, uh, <laughs> got, there, I think em. that's, I think that might actually be why Christopher Nolan decided to lean so hard into the emotion because that did hit me. I mean, I'd heard, yeah, you travel really close to fucking a star and time breaks. And especially with a black hole time, mm-hmm. completely fucking mm-hmm. breaks. Cause you're moving faster than the speed, whatever. Um, but seeing Matthew McConaughey go back up into space and then watch his kids grow up in the span of, like, three minutes mm-hmm. was so much more devastating than, like, reading on a through, piece of paper. Through, like, the videos.
1: Yeah, yeah than yeah, reading on a piece of that's paper. That's, like, the time doesn't work. And seeing, um. That's the biggest fucking,
0: like, got, nice Timothy star, Schell- yeah, Oh, man. my God. Slash Casey Affleck, like, giving up. And yeah aging and then giving up in like such a short span is like, yeah oh,
2: i know that's i mean it doesn't even give you like the chance to even be like because it's, it's being robbed of the chance to intervene or do anything for them like what you see like you said he's yeah. getting older and he's not it's not like he catches him the last recording is him being like if only i could hear something from my dad it's already i wish i would have heard something from my dad 10 years ago but it's already way over it's like
1: damn yeah, they that got, i gotta let hurts. you go yeah um i also want to talk then, about and then uh uh jessica cheston uh uh the adult daughter um being like just wanted for the first time checking in and being like yeah we're the same age now he said maybe when i you come back you would be the same age so and it's like damn like yeah yeah that that shit's
2: so painful um and then obviously i love the ending because it goes in that whole fourth dimensional ghost shit that i think mm-hmm. is really they're like living on saturn and shit they like yeah. he, and he's like well i mean him oh, like, knocking through the, the black hole down. yeah him being the ghost or whatever yeah, yeah that's i don't know how i yeah. feel about that wait
0: where's interstellar on hey my list? a part we haven't even talked about yet is how fucking good Dan zimmer is on the soundtrack yeah,
2: yeah wait do you have do you have inception higher than interstellar no uh oh i'm now <laughs> as we're talking about it i think i like interstellar do you more want to switch like them inception yeah okay damn that was a live on the pod fucking
0: they're so close though They're so close i know
2: and and inter and should we t- should we talk inception next so will we might we'll, as well because we'll it would be inception. two and then memento
0: one okay we're so <laughs> but what's surprising is i think we all other than you, we definitely have the same top three
1: me and you yeah no, we don't.
0: Inception, Interstellar, Memento. He's went to, to way lower. Don't I he? have, I had
1: the Dark Knight at two.
0: Oh, Ooh. um, but yeah, Interstellar, I think, is one of the greatest soundtracks to a movie of all. Oh time. yeah,
2: and do I remember that story correctly? How did they come up with it again? Didn't, if I remember correctly, didn't Christopher Nolan tell Hans Zimmer a story about like his own childhood? And then Hans Zimmer was like, Alright, I have it from here. I haven't just heard the that whole but like, soundtrack. That surprise. Yeah, me. no, I'm like not even kidding. Like yeah, Hans actually... Zimmer was like, What do you want me to do for this? And he was like, Do you remember when you told me about yada yada? And he and he was like, I know exactly what you want. It's like, What? <laughs> I'm just those guys were keyed the fuck in at that. Just yada. the
0: when they chase the drone through the cornfield and they have that song going on in the back and they yeah. like Alright. Uh, it shows him like on the controller and wheeling it back mm-hmm. after it falls off
1: the cliff. It's just like, oh. it's just so, like, <laughs> yeah, no, they do a really good job.
0: Yeah. God damn. They, that soundtrack um, is good.
2: Oh, 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 he never told him what the movie was. Christopher Nolan didn't. <laughs> he said, uh, the director announced to him that he'd make a movie without ever actually telling him what the movie was about. Um, why? that's crazy because he wanted him to create so i remember correctly um he wanted the theme to be all about like love and memory oh, okay. and nostalgia and like remembering your loved ones and didn't want it to be about boom 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 and yeah. like fucking yeah he wanted to be completely divorced of that so that the theme would completely that ground you
0: in that shit very smart yeah, fucking good. play by him if that's the yeah case. you
1: really have to trust like Hans Zimmer for that. Did which he is, do... is like obviously like one of the only? This is a good like segue to up.
0: the next movie we're talking about, Inception. Did he do the same thing? Because he made the soundtrack for that movie as well. Did he do the same thing where he just um, didn't tell him what the movie was about?
2: Chris said to me, "No, Hans or so Hans. If I wrote one page or something, didn't tell you what it was or what it was about, and just gave you that page, would you give me one day of work?" I said, "Whatever you come up with." Or he said, "Whatever you come up with in one day will be fine." On the piece of paper was a short story, no more than a pressus, about a father who leaves his child to do an important job. It contained two lines of dialogue, I'll come back and when, and quoted something Zimmer had said a year before during a long conversation with Nolan and his wife at the Wolseley restaurant in London. There was no movie to be made. There was no movie discussed as we were talking about our children. Said Zimmer, who at the time had a 15 year old son, I said, Once your children are born, you can never look at yourself through your eyes anymore. You always look at you through their eyes. No. Damn. So he wrote that little presses, wrote that sentence, and said, You have one day. And Hans Zimmer <laughs> made the Interstellar score. That's so far. That's,
0: That's got to just be for one song, That's not wild. like the entire score. No, yeah. right? I don't know.
1: We'll see. It. Or it's the theme. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like the the tone
2: damn God all right fucking so damn, that's so next insane. we're doing that's inception. just two fucking creative geniuses keyed the fuck into each yeah. other yeah um it's magic to like know the exact amount to give mm. han zimmer to get what you want out of han zimmer yeah um but yeah i'm gonna have to fucking rewatch interstellar because i think that's so fucking stellar
3: uh-huh
2: <laughs> um, JK. so inception
0: yes What's there to be said about this movie that hasn't already? Been yeah, it's a
2: Bajit is... movie. Yeah, um, it's just fucking so good. A lot fucking easier to follow than you think. Yeah, from yeah. What I that's what I don't years. like about
0: people hyping up. It's so confused. Yeah. it's not that. No, confusing. that's one
2: of the reasons I avoid it for so long. I think Inception is my most recently watched for the first time out of these. I watched it's it the really two years just ago.
1: like a surrealist uh, like portrayal of yeah. a movie. It's like what him, him trying to do surrealism. What
2: people never talked about in it that I found myself personally like taken aback by was I think that is Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio's best acting is an inception it is the most any actor in a Christopher Nolan movie besides no actually I like Matthew McConaughey born interstellar uh Cobb is maybe my second favorite character ever that Christopher Nolan's put on screen third (laughs) <laughs> but, but he doing just rankings, fucking the way he evolves over the course of the movie like the reasons for his actions just seem so much more human and emotional rather than mechanical mm-hmm. as most
1: of uh christopher Nolan's. yeah like i said are. at the beginning of the pod like definitely his most emotional movie exactly he's yeah. an outlier in that respect yeah they um and then, and then inception is kind of i feel like yeah. again is kind of lacks a lot of emotional so it's back in his but level.
2: but i would say for that one cobb acts emotionally in a way that i'm actually like oh damn i feel like he is fighting against like his memories for what's her name cotillard whatever yeah whatever um, oh, yeah and all that he's fight he's running from like the demons of his past and all that in a believable sense versus mm-hmm. like most of the other people are just like this is this is definitely like a
1: a movie fueled by trauma for sure yeah is it Which is whoa, another
2: i'm gonna say something i haven't thought about before is this one of the few films where Cobb is running from something rather than towards something i.e interstellar matthew mcconaughey only left his family because he has a mission that's so big memento he has a mission that's the only thing driving him forward he can't he doesn't have the liberty of looking back yeah i know versus inception he's constantly haunted by his past and he seems to be running from it more than he's running towards anything
1: yeah i would say that for sure yeah um i would say memento you you could say he's kind of running from it in a way mm-hmm. but in prestige they're both running towards great he's, like he's running
0: from different. it but you don't comprehend that he's running from it until the end exactly yeah
1: and that's why like i loved that that turn so yeah. much uh-huh because in memento it's like it's not even like an active thing it's very passive it's just the mission because he has no real life because in then uh, spoil it's fucking 21 years ago (laughs) um when he does find out that everything he's been doing is essentially a lie and Mm -hmm. that he's already completed it he act he in that because he only has a brief span of consciousness at a Mm -hmm. time he makes the decision to just permanently propel himself forward Forward, with nothing because like
0: what else would he do yeah Yeah,
2: because actually his past doesn't exist his past is fabricated he can only run towards and and what's the point
1: what's the point of living his life if he has no goal Mm -hmm. because this is the only thing keeping him going so why would he deprive himself of that and ironically
2: the ending actually shows us that he is essentially killed like his consciousness yeah The ending of the narrative proves that the
1: chronological ending has completely ended his life. He's he's ended his morality and his, yeah, like his, and I guess his guilt also. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, interesting. But- Back on Inception. Um,
2: is I mean, there's really not a lot that we can add to it. Don't yeah, yeah. Fuck it. I think
0: yeah, we just moved right on to Memento. To Memento? I thought that was okay. a good transition. Yeah,
2: so but yeah, so Memento So
1: number one we're doing Memento?
2: If you'll let me. I, I mean, mean yeah. I did you have, have did you have
1: Memento as number one? Personally, yes. I also my, added it as number one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I had my, it as number three.
2: Yeah, it's my like I said, it's well, my my big thing that I've always said is or recently said since I've added these three to my favorites, is memento is my favorite story like just the story structure fascinates me it always mm-hmm. has um, magnolia is my favorite characters ever in a movie and holy mountain is my favorite imagery ever in a movie so memento is to me the fucking pet ultimate uh incredible narrative structure incredible toying with like screenwriting and all mm-hmm.
1: that And and for doing it when he did it Mm -hmm. um for the budget he did it 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 is so incredible because it is it isn't it is not the the big budget blockbuster movies that he has come to be known for it is like where it all started Mm -hmm. here i don't know i like i said i watched this today before Mm -hmm. you guys came over and i wrote a little review on letterbox i doubt you guys have seen you might have just saw it for a second but i'm gonna read it quick yeah go ahead um pretty short At the core of nolan's style memento shines as one of the best and most significant films in it it is the blueprint slash launching pad of his of his ambitious career Mm -hmm. thematically nolan's work as an auteur can be traced back to memento his obsession with time reality survival morality and identity is demonstrated to its fullest it might not be as grand or as flashy as his filmography to come but it's here boil down and it's 130 13 minute masterpiece it's the chrysalis of all that the all those themes yeah it's literally just the core of where the beginning Mm -hmm. and probably what he wants to do at its purest yeah and um uh i'm still
2: i've been working on my mental review for so long of i've just hit a wall i can't even figure out how to write about it and i'm trying to figure out how to speak about it at the same time Um, but one thing that I said about Mento is it's actually in the inverse of interstellar, it's him leaning so far into my characters are a vehicle for the plot that he literally wrote the plot on the character's body, Mm -hmm. which I think is ingenious to just be like, which like he kind of tried to do in tenant by not even giving him a name. Yeah. But this is so much better in that, like I said, all of the story, details are written on his body he is literally just a vehicle for the story as the movie goes on you find
1: out like more and more is not his will he has Mm -hmm. no will of his own well really the majority of the story is like after the fact it's all Mm -hmm. it's all fabrication Mm -hmm. and we go through we discover who he is and in his story During under false pretenses. Yep. And not only it's not till the end, which is actually the beginning that do we realize what's going on? And it's such a hard thing to like kind of describe Mm -hmm. and uh, really it's just like when it happens, like when you are, watching it for the first time Mm -hmm. and as it's unfolding you're like what the fuck yeah what the fuck
2: what the fuck and it was my first brush with like realizing like just how smart nolan plot twists Mm -hmm. are of like that pinch slash insulin shot just like oh yeah no i already knew and there is the one the, the one frame shot you probably saw it in the thing it's really hard to notice on your first time uh when you see what's his name are you talking about the beginning or no uh what's the story again i can't remember now the story the story he tells on his phone oh i'm sure i've told on you his about phone? when he says uh, i tell everyone about the guy oh who, the guy who the insulin shot and, and, shots? and yeah, is him. The name.
0: yeah uh no i was just
1: about like to sammy ask. sammy something sammy jenkins
2: yeah uh in the shot i don't know if you saw this on your first watch it's so obvious when you go back and watch it now uh-huh. uh the last frame uh when he's showing Sammy Jenkins in the asylum is Guy Pierce. Oh really? He cuts it in one foot. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's fucking it's so funny cuz like once you know it it's like what was he thinking? It's mm-hmm. so obvious now. Same as Prestige. It's like you're giving it away. Why would you show that? Yeah. Um like how in like Fight Club there's six yeah, shots before yeah. Tyler Durden shows the, up or he's the in for the film burns one frame. or whatever, yeah. Yep. Um but yeah, so fucking um um what else i thought there's one other thing i wanted to say about mental over on it
0: um just how well he did was such a unique idea of putting a movie together yeah like he mastered the form of that storytelling in one go
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, i'm just gonna uh describe real quick the like the the format of it i guess because i feel like a lot of people who might be listening to this might have not seen memento compared yeah. to like the dark knight well, or some of the bigger ones yeah um so it is a telling a story from two different points of time so there the chronological is chronological beginning and the chronological end. yeah so we start at the like you said the beginning and the end and then we work from both ways going to the middle Mm-hmm. And we see from the beginning we it's, it's in black and white, and that's how you differentiate. So yeah. one's in black and white, one's in color. The black and white one starts at the beginning and goes forward chronologically, and then the colored, which is most of the movie, mm-hmm. starts at the end, and we see the scenes backward. No, it, it's not backwards, but it's in, we see it's them in chronologically segments. backwards. It, yeah, we and see every see the cut is when his memory lapses, mm-hmm. yeah. and then. Uh, yeah, he has short-term memory, so he doesn't know what happens he can't minutes make before. Yeah, he can't make so he has and he keeps track of. He's trying to avenge the the murder of his wife yep. by keeping notes and tattoos on himself to remind himself where he left off. So it's like a detective noir film where you have no basis of like w- of where you were before. Yeah, and and if you. Uh...
2: And if you're really curious about it, just Google Christopher Nolan Explains Memento because yeah, he I love that the good, video. Yeah, there, the video medical see everywhere.
0: term for what he suffers from is anterograde amnesia, short-term mm-hmm. memory loss and the inability to form new memories.
2: Because it's, yeah, like he explained, it's a hairpin, it's a U, you go like yeah, this, I've and seen. then you draw lines through it, and that's the scenes. Yeah, so it cuts back
1: and forth from yep. the, uh, the beginning and the end until they meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then you and have it's so a,
2: like I love that video so much because it shows just how simple it really is mm-hmm. when he sat down with his brother. Because
1: the first time I watched it, I had a hard time following. Yeah, it, like years ago, and yeah. then I at the end I got it and I was like, oh, I have to watch it again now. Yeah, and then I haven't seen it, but apparently there is a uh, a cut of it on YouTube that is in like all chronological. Yeah, I've heard about that, that. That I'm sure would be really interesting and actually extra fucked up because. Yeah. Of uh, halfway through the movie you're like oh that's fucked up and then the movie keeps going and you're like oh my god what, what is he doing <laughs> yeah, right they <laughs> and, um... and you see like how everyone fucking is just taken advantage of him yep um uh the
2: other thing i was gonna say real quick is um i was just laughing while we were talking earlier because i remembered the first night i ever watched memento was before i had to get on a flight and i was like 15 and i stayed up all night and googled most mindfuck movies of all time <laughs> and finally was like and i was just reading like the plot description of each one mm-hmm. and like hearing people explain why it's like the most mindfuck movie and i remember memento was like i have to watch this right now mm-hmm. and i watched that unbelievably tired at like 4 a.m on like an ipod touch third gen <laughs> screen which is I how just, you're like, no I want you to watch. Yeah, like, I cannot believe that's how I watched for the first time like my favorite movie of all time.
0: That's so fun. <laughs> I watch mine more. Is time. it
2: your favorite movie of all time? I I'm now thinking that that's Magnolia and okay. then my Dark Horse is I Holy Mountain is like the film I think about the most.
0: Okay um my first time was in my friend's basement we used to play skyrim a lot mm-hmm. and we would set up two tvs and we would each play our own skyrim yeah but the, we the dream literally the dream so um, fun we both wanted to watch memento because we both at the same time just like found it on the internet or whatever mm-hmm. we were like we got to watch it so one tv had memento and the other tv we were playing skyrim on <laughs> <laughs> you should have had one TV playing the black and white scenes, and the other one playing. Yeah, you should have put one in reverse. And and that's, just that's the first, first time, time I watched Memento was
2: while playing Skyrim. <laughs> I love how we all gave it its due respect the first time we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no uh uh there's one other thing I was gonna say when we were discussing it um i got nothing right yeah now. i don't know
0: i think that wraps up the list though if we want to yeah do you want to recap Yeah, i'll recap. recap
2: the list uh uh so last place to first we got following
3: mm-hmm.
2: insomnia batman begins dark knight rises Tenet, dunkirk prestige dark knight here comes the big boys inception interstellar
0: memento Damn. yeah that's a good fucking list yeah. yeah
1: i'm happy with that yeah i'm happy with it yeah i think we all had to make a little bit of a concessionist but yeah i sacrificed i threw prestige off the mountain to keep yeah. memento at the top yeah
0: <laughs> it is what it is yeah
2: um good fucking list. are we running top five yeah i can pull up top five at five yeah I was gonna say we are already pushing, we're getting close to two hours.
0: <laughs> are we actually?
2: Yeah.
1: Holy fuck. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> All right, we're, we're fucking going for a while. Top five. That's what happens when we have an outline. Yeah, right. you okay. can't stop talking. <laughs>
0: um okay, one is an incomplete thought but I will bring it up.
2: It has a blank and we have to fill Um, it. It's
0: the Dunning Kruger effect applying to blank. Just did not.
2: What's the Dunning Kruger? (laughs) You lost, man. Uh,
0: That's like where it's like the process of learning things. I'm pretty sure. And it's where you get to a point where you think, you know, everything and then you completely drop off and you think, you know, nothing. And then that process is slowly working your way up. Mm. And basically that, that mountain, Of you thinking you know everything and immediately dropping, I think is the Dunning Kruger effect.
1: Like Peaks and Valleys. Yeah.
0: So like that's definitely how I felt about when I started watching movies for the whole time. You literally think you know fucking everything and then you wait like a little bit, you get a little more involved with like that community, like especially online, and you're like, Holy fuck, I reopen nothing. Reopen
2: your notes app. Go to podcast episode ideas and write down Dunning Kruger pod because I literally could do a podcast about times that I've been like, "Yep, I've seen all the movies," and then and it's honestly my three favorites: yeah, it's Memento, Magnolia, Holy Mountain. Each one of those, I then said, "Oh fuck,
1: I don't actually know anything about movies. Fuck my life." Yeah, if you look on Reddit long enough, like you'll find something that you're like, "Oh, I am an idiot." <laughs> I think
0: I think I was talking about like subcultures like the more you learn about something there's like a subculture for everything Mm -hmm. so it's like right before you join that subculture you think you know everything Mm -hmm. and then you join that subculture and you know nothing you're very new like how like, i know that's like, i
2: know about 100 geeks so i know all hyperpop yeah exactly
0: <laughs> it's like you think you know and then that immediate switch to joining yeah. that subculture well i mean is that is
2: just that is just the bliss of ignorance yeah
0: you yeah. only think you know
2: everything because you don't even want to admit because you know deep down you don't know shit mm-hmm. yeah
0: um another one Modern kitchen appliances have rendered home wall clocks obsolete and they should all be eliminated.
1: Yeah. Well, I like a big decorative clock. I do I'll, I'll, I'll like a big right decorative clock. I like clock. a cuckoo clock. But that's the no.
0: thing. It's a decorative clock.
1: No, I want like a big What, like fucking... a big grandfather clock? Not like those that. exist like, anymore? Like, a, like you hang on the wall, like a fucking, like, four feet in uh, diameter. diameter. Like a fucking big fuck you clock that's just yeah. on the
2: wall. And then live, laugh, love underneath it. Yes.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's just so wild. When did that, like, start taking place where, like, wall clocks were just, like... Well,
1: when we watches are Phones, obsolete. really. Yeah.
2: Phones are Phones? really
1: kick...
0: Re- I thought it was, like, more
2: kitchen Phones- appliances. Phones said, watches. wait, how many of you started companies off of keeping track of this <laughs> shit?
0: You're done. Yeah. yeah.
1: Your market's like, mine. Yeah, um, yeah not watches are just... Style. <laughs> yeah. Hall
0: passes one. on planners in middle school. Did you have those? No. Well, no. passes? Like, where you... Did you have like a planner that like your middle yeah, school yeah, would give out, to, and yeah. then every time you would like leave your classroom, go to the fucking bathroom or something, mm-hmm. they had to like sign a note sheet in your planner?
1: Damn, we did no, not we have, didn't that. have that. I think we, we had didn't. we had like a, a pass you take in the hallway. So if there was like a, someone in the like an well, adult in the hallway, yeah, they'd be like, hey, I thought I thought where Danny went to high school, yeah. they just gave you a gun. Well, I didn't. Like, oh, this is a, high <laughs> This is pre high school specifically. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, we didn't even have like bathroom passes. Or yeah, I didn't I remember, even have bathroom. I just remember specifically
0: <laughs> we just <had> troughs. in troughs. I think it was middle school. Uh, go um, shit in the woods. Yeah. Every time you would leave, your teacher would have to sign. You would have like 20 you know, hall passes in your honestly, planner. Honestly. And kids would fucking buy new planners to get more <laughs> hall classes.
2: Honestly, I wouldn't, I won't even lie. We probably did, and I probably forgot. Yeah. Because yeah, no, I right. never went to the, I literally would just like Told stay in it, class all day. Hold shit all day. I barely <laughs> ever drank water. I didn't drink milk at school. Like I, did, I mean,
0: the hall pass thing was never an issue. I just, for some reason, I got a memory just cooked up where I was like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit, people would spend like $20 <laughs> on a new fucking planner when they're 11 yeah. years old to I get more hall passes.
2: $20 on cheap it's at the fucking store at the school that's, that's where why I'm you're so
0: dehydrated
2: um, <laughs> you so much salt. i would just this... eat Cheezits it's and not drink water this
0: one is interesting because i don't think i have an opinion my lips were just on eating. it or an answer <laughs> how would you describe a wild card charlie day like Is that like a good thing or a bad thing? Like a wild card, like you never know I how think, much fun you're going to have? Or wild right. card, like you never know what trouble you're going to get in?
1: Wild cards are depends sick. Depends on the situation. Like, like, wild like, cards? Like hey, a wild card, hey I'm a fan of the
0: Minnesota Wild.
1: We're
2: the
0: kings of the wild card. so <laughs> <laughs> You got to love it. Yeah, yeah, um, unpredictable. yeah, how would you describe a wild card? Uh, well, I'm literally trying to think of it. I might be describing like a person to someone who doesn't know him. Like, hey, I'm bringing my buddy. Oh, you know, that's always bad. That's, that always bad. that's always bad. Then I think that would render wild card but always being
2: bad. Wild cards as a topic. Good. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking back when I used to play COD, when there was a wild card perk. Love that. Oh, okay. Uh, That's what wild card we're going for. Love love Charlie Day. He's the wild card. Yeah, I'm all in on wild cards. I don't think it's necessarily bad. But if you ever tell me my friend's wild card, get him the fuck away from me. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird way to be like, all right, careful. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. That's the only word so that I have. I no bad idea
0: what's going to happen. Tonight. Bad way to describe a person, good way to describe a situation. Sure, yeah. Okay. Final opinion. Is that three of the top five? Oh. It was either three or four. Four.
2: Diane Kruger, Dunning Kruger. Uh, Dunning
0: Kruger, Hall Pass, Wild Card, Wall Clocks. Okay. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Well, um, wall clocks. snuck in there. Mall rats. The movie or the concept? The person.
1: The concept. man. The other concept. <laughs> um,
0: I never obsolete. even knew mall, I thought mall rats was just like a made up term. That's what we did. Like, you know, was we, that an actual thing people did? You guys are both Amazon, city boys. No.
2: You had nothing. You guys no, were both, no, 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 not Amazon, city no. Bro. Not city boys, but you grew but up we within drivable distance Yeah, exactly. We drive because you either hung out at McDonald's or you just drove 20 minutes over to Ridgedale. And then you had way more people to look at and walk around and be like, "What, well, what the fuck?" We were, and go look at this dude.
1: Well, when we were in LA, we we're talking. When we were on the pier, we we're like, "Oh, it'd be dope to like be young and just be like, oh, I can go to the beach whenever the, I want." Yeah. But like for us, it was like, "You'd be all a right, pure let's go the mall. So That's all Minnesota has. Yeah, let's go to the mall.
0: Yeah, really? Yeah. What the fuck would you do? Just An sit event? on like on
2: benches? No, you, go, you just walk around, walk in court. stores, court. and point at stuff that you wish you could buy, and then be like, "I'm um, gonna get a pretzel." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt, time for food court. There's a food court. I'm going crazy. Yeah. That was also the closest Chipotle to us. So everybody would be like, fuck, I want to go to Chipotle. I want to go And then, then
1: like Chipotle. MOA has like actual like shit you can do. Like, I know, right? mini golf and fucking other shit. That's Would so you far.
0: have MOA? I feel like that's a long way. Not that
1: far. Half an hour.
0: You grew up like around where we are right now. Dox, yeah, dox, pretty, dox, pretty dox, close. Dox, dox. I feel like MOA is like 20, oh, damn, 30 minutes Actually docs. <laughs> All right, whatever. Mark a radius. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Misky has no idea where we're at right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that ends our top five at five. We're moving right into uh, of the weeks to wrap. Oh, this yeah, up. I, oh yeah, um, shit! I I actually never prepare one. I <laughs> actually have of the weeks ready this week, and we I right. have two for every single one besides I'm the recommendation. Just,
2: I'm oh sorry. I'm just remembering that the taxi drive pod just like ended. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: follow us. It's just. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, I only have a recommendation. Perfect. Okay. I I can do a quote of the week. I have two, um. So I can start one. Uh, I listened but, okay. to a lot of Lil Wayne this week. Oh, uh, the cat's trying to come in the little pod road. is a
2: bastard man? Uh, oh, so do
0: do one is a uh, Lil Wayne from Sorry for the Wait. I mm. uh, said, she said she want that dope dick. Hello world, I'm the dope dealer. I think that's what he said. Oh, because right? he's dealing dick. Yeah, because he's dealing dope dick. He's dealing and he's peddling mm. in dick. Uh, the next quote I have might just be one of the hardest quotes of all time. Mm. It's from Enzo Ferrari. The man. Guess guess what company he has a hand in. Lambo. Uh, he said, ask a child Four. to draw a car. They'll draw it red. I'm like, that's hard. Damn. That's that hard. That kind of makes me lie. Because of Ferrari. That's like what he's getting at. Fuck him. <laughs> it's because of uh, big Floyd truck. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. Do you guys have quotes at the top?
1: Uh, no quotes, but no I, quotes? Ha- I have uh... actually, I actually do have a quote. Who uh, oh, day? Oh, yes. Who's that again? Bangles. Who go bangles. Go bangles. bangles. Oh. Bachman. I know you're not listening, but go bangles. <laughs> go Joey B. Yeah. yeah.
2: If if Bachman would listen, they would win. So yeah, we got to so tell have him done. that that was set on. You a have a quote? No. Uh, my quote is whatever, uh, whatever the Michael Kane line is that I mangled. Well, perfect. While it for We're just
0: mangled. We can have word of the week. Mangled. <laughs> All right, good that guy, week. Good, good guy of the week. I also have two. Uh, you want me to go? Yeah, you yeah, go first. Uh, so I have Quesi Adolfo Mensa, mm. who is the new mm. the new general manager of the Minnesota Vikings.
1: What? Oh, is it really? Since yeah. When? Was that announced since about 30
0: minutes ago? Oh, I uh, no, he was rumored of yesterday. I have it haven't been on confirmed. my phone. Well, that's not Eric. It's basically it confirmed me. late last night, but uh, yeah, he is the goat. He is an analytical moneyball genius. Um, okay. That's kind of his thing. Um, Ho, oh, yeah. So he's gonna take us to Super Bowl. He's gonna take us to the promised land. That's exciting. Uh, my second good guy of the week is the one dollar large high C at McDonald's. Not, so that, not was that good? good guy. It was delicious. That's it got, great. It gave me a nice I little like jump seat. start um you guys have any good guys
2: my good guy of the week is uh
0: gubbly for downloading destiny 2 shout out gubs you and your shit house no uh my
1: my good guy of the week uh was my bad guy of the week last week and uh that's toad that's my my, 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 oh my god back to back
0: good guy flips in two weeks in a row
1: well she was bad guy yeah Yeah, just like nate she's just like nate from euphoria toad is just like nate yeah she threw up (laughs) on my bed yesterday oh that's why she's the good guy she's she's the good guy (laughs) someone's got a she gave you an animal vomit yeah (laughs) (laughs) then yeah just she did proceed to immediately eat it all yeah shouts out toad and then i had to wash my sheets so (laughs) thank you toad all right bad guy of the week uh Bad guy of the you week go. is Aaron Rodgers, yeah, ha, ha. Uh, because he came out after the game and was yeah. like, everyone wanted was rooting against me because my vaccine status. And It's like no, no it's everyone insane. roots Everyone's against you because you suck I've, ass. I've, we've been
2: rooting against you since you got <laughs> drafted. <laughs> we've been hating you,
0: motherfucker. Just because you're the, the biggest you, asshole. In the that that is the biggest. Fuck I'm you. the main characters and everything. Literally. It's Literally, just like, no, we hate you for football reasons. You fucking go <laughs> oh, hang Cheyenne. out with
2: Cheyenne,
0: <laughs> you fucking loser. Uh, uh, my bad guy of the week is any active user on Facebook. Um, almost all of them suck. Besides my mom. Um, yeah. Other than that, <laughs> every single one uh, of them can eat dirt.
2: My my bad guy of the week is uh the Montreal Canadiens uh for not losing with dignity in class. Yeah. And Fuck them. Why would you check us when we're Montreal trying...
0: Canadians minus Rem Pitlick.
2: Yeah, God bless them. But when we're running out the clock, because literally. we just stomped you. Your team
0: you. is 9-26. We 26. literally
2: stomped you into the asphalt and then wiped our shoe off at Like 5-1 or something? 8-2. to, eight two, to, two, eight to two, And you oh, want to check
0: us. They, they try to what? start a fight with 5 seconds. Get fed. Get, Get fed the by the moose. Get fucked. Yeah. Uh, another bad guy of the week is taxes and fees on online purchases. They don't apply. Give me my shit, baby. I was that's trying to DoorDash
1: tacos yesterday. Ooh. Uh there were sixteen dollar tacos yeah. like which is kind of expensive for tacos already, but they were like good tacos from like a pretty, pretty high quality place. Uh we, bell, I, baby. I, I put it in <laughs> I put it in DoorDash. Yeah. Thirty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Give a fuck. I went, I went and picked them up. That's why you gotta get the dash Pass, I had, though. I had to leave the house. That's
0: not taxes and fees. That's you shoving your fist up my ass. Like the wise man once I, said I bought, I bought Airbnb or whatever, not gonna you bought it, you bought one yeah. <laughs> or rented, I guess. Not gonna say, it. but guess what the tax and fee was alone?
2: You got $75.
0: $160. <laughs> we got a lot going on over here. What? That's foul.
2: That's uh, As nowhere. a wise man once said,
0: just oh, why you gotta use Dash Pass. pass. That's my quote. <quarterly. laughs> All right, recommendation. You have recommendation. I
1: have a, I have one. You know, I've been thinking a lot about recommendations, and sometimes I'm like, oh, watch this, watch that. I just have a good life lesson here, and this is. I really want you to, if you're listening, I want you to, you know, dial in. You know, if you're doing something, if you're doing laundry, put it down. Mm-hmm. You know, give me your ear, lend me your ear,
0: whip your dick out, come here.
1: So my recommendation. Put your dick through the hole. You guys hole like on pickles? Do you guys like pickles? I don't you close. like pickles? Come close. whip your dick through the piss hole in your jeans. Tyke, do you like pickles? Oh just... uh, no, I don't like pickles. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> you guys, earmuffs muffs. Then you guys don't hear you know yeah. this. Um, but for all those pickle lovers out there, I'm gonna tell you right now: when you're buying pickles, mm-hmm. don't buy that shit from the shelf. Mm-hmm. Go to the the meat section. Oh ooh, that's my favorite section. And, <laughs> and they they have pickles Some and pickles <laughs> in a cooler. They have the the, the refrigerated pickles buy those they're fresher they taste mm. amazing they're, they're 10 times better than the ones that uh, are on the Damn. shelf buy those ones those tota are the good pickles the depths are depth perception eyes. Um, so i do you have a
0: recommendation uh,
1: my recommendation
2: of the week um yeah i got i got
3: coming come a little bit closer
2: in here for this one too everybody no nope. uh i just finished season two um uh, not a lot of people have n- ever heard of this show and no one's really ever i've never heard it recommended definitely it? not by new york podcasters what is it? they've never recommended it it's a little indie gem
0: known as soprano <laughs> go ahead and give that one a try sometime I'll, I'll keep that in mind uh my recommendation is go to an outdoor rink and skate bitch Ooh. because that should be fun unless some skates don't fit the person you bring and they start crying, crying. Uh, another recommendation is a forgotten mixtape by the one and only Mac Miller. It's called I Love Life, Thank You. Oh, um, I don't know she is forgotten. Yeah, I, me. I knew it of the, it, but uh, I forgot about it. The
1: cover, it. it's like a white with red love, love, yeah. love. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. very
0: forgotten, sweet, underrated mixtape by him. It's very enjoyable. So I would give that a listen. Um, if you haven't listened to it for a while, um, I think that wraps up this one. All
1: right. Well, thanks for listening, so guys. Make sure
0: you. uh it's the long haul. What are we at? No, you two put hours that, yet? You Over put that two penis hours. Back Over two hours. No. <laughs> it's the longest, Turn it off. It's the <laughs> longest fucking pod yet. So make yeah. sure you uh, make yourself a nice cup of mac and cheese and dip your balls in it, big boy.
3: my first.
0: Number one, the bank want a drug screen for everyone on the crew before they afford the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll
3: have what she's having.